so I'm going to kind of go ahead and let the audience know I'm a, uh, I'm pretty good on my end on uh, the production side, at least the recording side of muting my mic if I got a cough or whatnot. But I've, for the, I think the third time in my life, I've been under the weather hmm. with uh, some bronchitis of all oh, the things. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm on the I'm on the uphill now. I'm getting better, but and you can probably tell them little 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 off sounding. Uh, I'll try not to cough into the mic and try to edit them out as much as I can. But some may squeeze through. Sorry, people. Um, and to you, Chris, I'm sorry that you have you're having to suffer through cream soda today, man. It's a <laughs> yeah, it's a horrible thing when you go for water and you get <laughs> cream soda instead. Yeah, I just I know I'm gonna chug the soda down, so having water afterwards is good, you know, because I want to be getting up, getting something to drink every, you know, ten minutes while trying to record. See, now I know, I know you meant that in the loosest terms, but let me ask you a serious question. Sure. Have you ever in your life either tried to and have have succeeded or failed at actually chugging a soft drink? Um. Like, have you ever popped open a soda? drink and just like good 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 yeah. and just try to fucking i i've down like it? a canned soda in one There's go a, man i don't know i guess my body is just allergic to fucking carbon <laughs> or carbonated drinks i don't know but like i've tried and i'll get about halfway through a can and feel like i can't breathe yeah i mean i don't recommend um, it by any means but <laughs> i've done it before multiple times actually okay so it wasn't like it easy thing for you, you, but you've done it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like I'm really thirsty, and of course, you know, a normal person would just go chug some water if you're that thirsty, you know. But yeah, I just down yeah down a soda, and then get one to casually I've drink. That, I've had that random thought so many times in my life, and I can't even tell you what stemmed from it. It's just I've drank like try to drink like a soda, and I get like three or four swallows, and I go, ah, man, I bet you'd be really fucking hard to chug these. <laughs> and I, don't, I think I've tried it before, but I didn't get too far. Uh man, welcome to the end of time cast, everybody. I'm Michael. And I'm Chris. So we got a topic today. Uh, uh, it's not going to be a tangent episode today, but we do have some news to go over as well as the weeks. And it's been an interesting week for me, for sure. All right. But uh, let's pop off with some of the news. You got any news things that have come across your desk to, um, uh, that piqued your interest this week? Not really. The only thing I was going to bring up were the uh, games with gold and stuff. Oh, good. Because it's, you know, it. after the first of the month, uh, as my tabs don't load, uh, <laughs> I went on, uh, I've done the games with gold. I haven't done the PlayStation uh, store ones yet. On my accounts, I mean. Uh, but the games with gold, uh, Death Squared, which started middle of July. So they're doing, they're doing a little different. It used to be the first half of the month and then the second half of the month. You know, there was one game that was a whole month and one that was, you know, half. Now yeah. they seem to be doing it differently where there's one from middle of the month to middle of the month and one from beginning of the month to begin, uh, end of the month. So like okay. Death Squared was available from July 16th. And it's going to be available until August 15th. Nice. Uh, the Assault Android Cactus game, which was on here before. Did they not update their thing? It says it's available 
July 1st to July 31st, but the day's the 9th of August, so what are they doing? Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> so the page we're, isn't updated. We're past that. I'd have to actually, oh wait, I refreshed and here it is. Okay. So yeah, Death Squared, July 16th to August 15th. Uh, new for this month, uh, the Xbox One game is Forza Horizon 2 Standard. It's the 10th anniversary edition, mm-hmm. uh, which will be, you know, probably fun to play, get some racing in. Uh, the Xbox 360 uh, backwards compatible game for the first half of the month, though. This one's a good one with Dead Space 3. Hmm. And I haven't played the series. I know it's a good series. I think some... I think it's... I'm trying to remember if this is a series where, like, the second game is the best out of all of them or if they just get better as they go or something like that. Uh, but I think... What, I, I would... Go ahead. I would say that I've played all three of them. I love, I love the Dead Space series. They're such good games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, they really do the, uh, weird cult, uh, freakish monster dark vibe really well. I love the first one. I think the second one built upon it. It's really hard for me to pick between the two, honestly. I play both of them two or three times a piece. Mm-hmm. The third one, I just didn't care for. The third one started to have that Mass Effect 2 shit going on. They started adding too much. They started to change too much. It seemed like a lot of it started to be streamlined. It's not horrible. Don't get me wrong. If you wanted a, you know, a, a, an end cap to the Dead Space series, and it's for, you know, a cheap price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worth a run through, but you're going to get great. One and two for me, three was like, yeah, downhill a little bit. Yeah, this is a good one for me to be here this month, uh, because I think I already have one and two from the previous games with gold. Uh-huh. So now I have all three and I can actually do a series playthrough. Nice. Um, and they actually tell you what's coming on the 16th. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're putting four honor. Is the Xbox One title that changes over? Uh, that'll replace that that's squared. And that's going to be so. These are all the free games, yes. correct? Yep. Oh well, maybe I'll finally get that thing and see what all the hubbub was about. Yeah, that that kind of had a little bit of hype and then immediately died off, and then it's had some controversy. Yeah. And uh, they've had tons of updates though, which is good. Yeah, I'm just not sure how much that's done for the game itself. You know. Uh, yeah. I, I watched a little bit of gameplay, wasn't impressed, never bothered with it. But yeah, like you said, it's free, so it doesn't hurt yeah. to try it at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I heard, I've seen lots of YouTube personalities jump all over that game when it came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people were talking about the, the, the tourney scene of it and just getting a lot of press, a lot of just, I just saw For Honor a lot of places, a lot of different videos reviewing it and people talking about it. And then apparently, yeah, all the controversy shit happened, and then it just it just died off. I didn't even know there was no there was controversy. I just thought it just died off. Uh, it's had some DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to have the new one. It's supposed to have the new stuff with the Chinese warriors and all that too. But I don't hear like even with all the updates and the DLC and the stuff coming out, I, I it's not like it bolstered it back up into the limelight. Yeah. But yeah, free sells pretty good for yeah. me. <laughs> the uh, the 360 game for the second half of the month is Disney Epic Mickey 2, The Power of Two. Okay. Now, I think I actually own this game. I've never played as one of the games I bought for the kids. Um, yeah. But at least I'll have it digitally now. Or then I once vaguely remember the first one. I think that would think the first one was a Wii title, right? And uh, You know what? I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. I think the gimmick. Well, I say the gimmick loosely, but yeah, you had you use your uh, 
your Wiimote is like a paint stylus almost, and you did something with... It seemed like it was pretty good. It seemed like a very interesting uh, game, but I never played the first one or the second one. Yeah. So the uh, the PlayStation Plus games right now are uh, Dead by Daylight, um, which I don't... I haven't really heard anybody playing it on PS4. I hear everybody playing it on Steam, so I'm not sure how well it carries over. Yeah. Um, but the concept is interesting, though. Yeah, the game's fun to watch. Um, I think I would suck at playing it, so I never have. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, Wait a minute. Let me yeah. let me make sure I've got the game right. Is this the one where it's kind of like a Friday the 13th vibe, where like there's some people and there's one killer? Yeah. And you're trying... Okay, good. You have to Make get the sure generators right. and then open the door to escape. The interesting thing about that game that I saw, and I'm talking, dude, this is like maybe two months ago, three months ago, so way after the fact, was all the DLC characters that got put in this game. Mm-hmm. Like, you name a slasher horror icon, and they're in this game, pretty much. That that had me interested. Yeah. Like I said, it's fun to watch, um, but I don't, I don't know that I'd enjoy playing it, so I haven't. Question, Chris, yeah. since you are knee deep in these free games that come out for these, uh, let's take let's take Dead by Daylight for example. Uh-huh. Uh, so the game itself is free, but I'm going to assume that the DLC that you can get around it is not free. Uh, let me see. This one says special edition. So let me see what it oh, includes. Oh shit! Uh, Man, let's see. Let's see. Because if it's like, yeah, we're giving you the collector's editions or special editions, and it's like half, if not all, of the con- the DLC. Oh man, you cannot go wrong. You know what? It actually doesn't say. That's something to look up into. Uh, yeah. I'll definitely look into that because yeah, the base again, the base game enough. Just getting it and throwing it on a two terabyte hard drive is nothing. But you tell me I can get that game and then get all the shit that I was remotely interested in for free. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm all about it. What else they got? Uh, it says the. I'm looking at an article. It says special edition comes with all the main killers and survivors alongside new outfits, maps, and additional survivors. So I guess that you don't get the DLC killers, but you get some of the DLC survivor stuff. Yeah. Uh, Oh, no, you do get killers. You get two of the killers. You get the hag and the doctor. Okay. That's that's okay. Okay, sure. And then two uh, survivors. No Freddy, no Jason. No, that's, that's, that's cool, you know. If anything... You get this game for free. Yeah. You get the shit that comes with the special edition. If you go, eh, you just pay, you know, a few bucks here and there and get the DLC characters. Yep. So the, uh, and that's, I'm trying to figure out the pattern of this. I don't really know what it is. Um, the next game is Here They Lie, which I know okay. nothing about. I oh, that's a VR don't... game. Oh, well, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. That explains it. Okay. Uh, knowledge is power, which, again, mm-hmm. I know nothing about. It looks like a cartoony. Oh, it's a it's a trivia game. Okay. Kind of a four-player. Looks. You know, I actually saw them. I saw Achievement Hunter Place, I think. Um, you choose these questions and stuff and then you can actually uh the twist to it is it's more interactive than most of them like you have the uh 
trivial pursuit type games where you just answer questions and that's it essentially yeah a couple of different yeah. modes this one you actually can put i think you can either buff yourself or debuff your enemies so like they can't see the screen or something they have to wipe it off because huh. it's one of those you play with mobile as well you know that's your controller uh um, yeah and they have to like wipe off their screen before they can hit an answer stuff like that so not a not a you know uh, yeah, so far Dead by Daylight's all I'm really hearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the next game, which I don't know how, or I, let me rephrase. I'm not sure when they went to so many games, but it's pretty ridiculous every month. Um, yeah. With Xbox, you're getting, at the end of the month, five games. Uh, P, uh, PS Plus doesn't roll over like it does. You know, it's just per month and they give everything. They don't do half and half. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm looking at eight games right now. Now, to be oh, fair, wow. two of them are Vita, two of them are PS3, and then there's four PS4. But still. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next- as at, Looking at PlayStation or looking at Sony as a whole and saying, what are you giving to us for free? Eight games is a lot, no matter what platform. That's the company saying, yeah, here you go. Here's shit for free. Yeah. No charge, no strings. Here you go. Download it, play it, have fun. Well, what about when the month is over? It doesn't matter. You have it. If you download it today, you have it forever. Yeah. Uh, the the most expensive game for free. The next one is Mafia Three. Oh wow! Have you ever played any wow. Mafia games? I haven't played a single one. Me neither. So I mean, a bunch of questions are going to come up. Like, are, there, are all these in sequential? Are we talking Grand Theft Auto style, where you can pick it up and play it by itself? Because if that's the case, I mean, I'll probably get it for free anyway. Again, it's free. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm going to pick them all that's, up. That's a, yeah, <laughs> I, I pick up the Vita games. I don't have a Vita. I never have. I probably never will. But <laughs> I got the games. You know, if I ever do. Just um, in case. The PS3 games are bound by flame. No clue what that is. It looks like a action. Uh, I don't know, action adventure game. Yeah, not too sure. Something like that. Uh, looks like a Dark Souls kind of deal. That's what I'm seeing. The next says bound by bound by flame, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got a screen with a Dark Souls icon down at the bottom left and a health and stamina bar up at the top left. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next PS3 game is Serious Sam 3 BFE. Okay. Yeah, makes sense because of all the Serious Sam hype that went on in E3 this year. Well, okay. not all. It was a fucking trailer, but... <laughs> yeah. So, that's one I've never played either. Yeah, I mean, either it's it's like the fourth or fifth down the list of first-person shooters back in my teenage years to play, and I was like, I've already played Doom, and (laughs) I played a bunch of GoldenEye, like, I haven't even touched Wolfenstein, so what's Serious Sam? Oh, they just throw a bunch of enemies at you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing against it. I mean, I'm sure that's that's, that's something to behold, but yeah, just same thing. I've just never played it. Not a single one. Yeah. So the uh, Vita games... Are draw slasher, um, which it's using touch screen with your finger as you control the sword and slash. So it's a. God, I didn't even know the Davita was a touch screen. 
I I think I did, but I like I said I'm, I don't know because I, I I never really wrapped my head around most of the PlayStation Portable hardware. I always wanted a PSP. I have uh, a but, PSP, yeah, yeah. But there was so much I say turmoil for lack of a better word. Like after the PSPs had pretty much died off, because it was like, well, if you want to get a PSP, you need to figure out what PSP you want. Because yeah. certain PSPs can do certain things that other ones can't. Like if you want to mod it to play Super Nintendo games at all, you you know get the three thousand model. Or if you want it to have this thing, only get the two thousand or the one thousand. Like I was like, man, what's the best one? I heard the best one's a three thousand, and I just yeah. I never got around to buying one. And then the PS the Vita the Vita came out, and it's like, well, can that do that? Uh, can, can, well, what can that one do that the PSPs couldn't? Like, can I emulate off that? Like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really care about the emulation, but my PSP, I played it quite a bit. I actually bought it off someone when I was at uh, MCT. You know, you get out there and there's a bunch of people uh, trying to sell stuff they have for money, you know, because they're being irresponsible with their military pay. Um, uh-huh. So I got the Vita, or not the Vita, the PSP and a couple of games for like 100 bucks, uh, which I think it was selling for like 250 or something at the time. Yeah. Uh, so I got that, and I played quite a bit uh, of a few games I had for it. But then I picked it up probably five years ago to play something else. It was a, I wanted to play the tactics game, Final Fantasy Tactics, that was on it, uh-huh. War of the Lion uh-huh. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, started playing it, and the thing would just skip and would crash the game or, you know, restart the game and so it's losing progress and stuff and I got really annoyed so I was like okay I'll play a different game and that one did it too so it's actually a PSP I think you know and I don't yeah. know if it's actually scratching the disc which would be really bad or if it's Ooh. just having read issues mm-hmm. um, but I never did buy a new one yeah there were I think looking back on the library of games I think that was another reason why I never ever got why I never really got one there were two Excuse me. So sorry. There were two main games that I wanted to play for the PSP. Two obvious main games for me. And that was uh, Mega Man X Mavic Hunter and Mega Man Powered Up. And I know, I know, I mean, there, there's Kingdom Hearts games, there's God of War games. That's about where my list stopped of like, I should or have a desire to play these games. It just, it just mm-hmm. didn't have a library for me. Yeah. And then finding out that like, all there were so many games that were PSP specific, but tied into those games like Kingdom Hearts. You should play those because they 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 give more actual story. The God of War games. There's like prequel story to Kratos, and there's tie-in stories to Kratos. I was like, I didn't know. Fuck. All I wanted to play <laughs> is Mega Man games, and I'm not spending three hundred bucks for and in another hundred on two games. Yeah. So yeah, it's you know the PSP era just came and went in my life. I never got to experience. I never even played somebody else's PSP. I think I've held a Vita in a store before, and that was about it. That's more than I did. I don't even think <laughs> you know. I don't even think I've seen one in a store. Yeah, May, at and least I not mean, on display. I think I've seen them in I, boxes, but never out. I'm I'm just guessing since the PS Vita came out after the PSPs that it would be updated hardware, updated firmware. It'd be a better system. Um, but the, the mod scene for the PSP was such a big deal when the PSP mm-hmm. was around that I need to know, like, 
can you do that? And I mean, I, again, it, it, even that that's going back to the whole portable thing with my life. Anyway, there's no, there's no real need for it. Yeah. I've got a fucking three DS with like 20 something games and I rarely play it. I play it when I'm taking a bath. That's about it. So I just want to throw something out real quick before I, well, I'll talk about the last game and then I'll bring this up. Okay. Uh, so the last Vita game, which by the way, the Vita is so rough that it caused my Chrome browser to crash. Um, mm-hmm. trying to look at the games on it. Uh, but the second one is a uh, Space Hulk. <laughs> it's a turn-based <laughs> okay. strategy game. <laughs> okay. In the uh, Warhammer 40k universe. Oh, all right. Now it makes sense. Yeah. I thought it was like Marvel Space Hulk. Oh, uh, no. Um, now that that's out of the way, I just noticed when I was looking at that, and it's like, you know, you go to one of the stores, it's like other games, you know, bestsellers, recommended. You can get the Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition for 20 bucks right now. Whoa, where at? The PlayStation Store. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. It was in the uh, bestsellers. That's cool. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a well, good time else? for that. Because that's the DLC and the game and yep. all the bonus items and stuff, too. So, on to some newsy items. Uh, a lot of announcements this week for characters coming out in video games. And one that, like, apparently rocked the world, but I'm so fucking indifferent to. I hate sounding that way because it sounds like fucking such a naysayer, such a contrarian. But So, Tekken... Is an awesome franchise before this announcement. (laughs) Tekken has like four, like three other companies shaking hands with it going, yeah, you can put your people in my game. We're going to be the conglomerate here. We're going to be the mixing pot. And I'm cool with that. And then it got announced that Negan, a character from Mm -hmm. the Walking Dead TV show and the Walking Dead uh, book or novels or whatever is going to be a character in Tekken 7. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what the... What? (laughs) What? And I was like, I ain't nobody's going to care about this. This shit was all over the news uh, before the newest announcements that that we're about to get into. But yeah, uh, I I have nothing... Man, look, I've got nothing but respect for all... for the entirety of the fighting scene. And Tekken is one of my to the heart fighting games. I love the Tekken series. I've always loved the story. I've loved the games themselves. love the characters. And I especially have a fondness for Tekken 7 for them bringing all these other disparate characters in. You know, there's a character from a Final Fantasy series. There is a Capcom character. And now there's a fucking Walking Dead character. Awesome. Cool. And I'm really trying to figure out how that one came about. You know, no. Hey, hey, Scorpion, you want to come in my game? No. Okay. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, 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 uh, Saber Wolf, you want to come in my game? No. Uh, anybody else want to get in? Who are you? Negan. Hey, you want to get on my game? Sure. Why not? I mean, I was like, <laughs> what, what board meeting? What, what meetings happened to make this happen? There are so many other very popular, uh, specifically fighting game franchise uh, franchises and fighting game franchise characters out there that would have been just a shoe in and obvious 
and it went to Negan. I'm not mad. I'm not salty at all. I think it's fucking cool as hell. It's just, it's more of the what kind of, yeah. kind of deal. Uh, Nintendo Direct had a, uh, Nintendo Direct yesterday, day before yesterday. I think it was yesterday. I think I watched, yeah, I watched it yesterday. Uh, and it was a Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Direct primarily. Actually, that is all it was. It was about 20 something minutes long. And, uh, yeah, a lot of characters got announced for this bad boy. There were, there were, there was a lot of speculation, uh, right at the moment where it was going to happen. You know, are they going to even announce any new characters? Is this just going to be an update with more information? Which, of course, it was. Uh, but most people were like, yeah, maybe we might get one character new. Uh, but nah, this is probably going to be an update to the shit that's coming out. And nah, we got, so, uh, Simon and Richter Belmont, both from Castlevania, are making it in this game. They're going to have their own custom stage. It's going to have like 40-something custom uh, Castlevania music tracks. Uh, there is a Dark Samus that's going to come in as long as... I'm oh, sorry, as long as... As well as uh, Krom. I'm not sure who he is. He's got to be from some uh, JRPG. And then the... Uh, I think that was the four, that, the four main reveals. And then the surprise one. Uh, fucking King K. Rule from the Donkey Kong Country series is also going to be a character. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, just a, a brief summary. I have played Super Smash Brothers 64 for a total of maybe two hours of my life. Uh, I used to play it at like an ex-girlfriend's house. I used to play it at her brother's house, whatever. Uh, I played Super Smash Brothers Melee I think that was the GameCube one, and I had that one. I played that one where to the point where I unlocked all the characters and had done a fairly decent amount of the what single-player stuff it had in it. I don't have Brawl. I've never had it. I've never, uh, I never even played it at a friend's house or anything. I've seen it played, and I know what it is. And then now there's this one. And man, I hate that this game falls under the the blanket of a fighting game because in my mind for me that's what it falls down to that's what mm -hmm. it comes down to if i get a smash brothers game the i'm going to do what i do in most fighting games which is try to unlock all the characters maybe go through all the endings hopefully go through some type of solo campaign but after that i mean that's it i don't have i don't invite people over and play smash you know but taking all that aside you you cannot look at this game. You you really can't look at Smash Brothers. Period, and say it. But this one, you cannot look at Smash Brothers Ultimate and not just be in awe at the Disney on crack level of detail that they are going into this game. I mean, no. they are putting every conceivable Nintendo reference wrapped around every individual character. It's it's unbelievable. It's unfucking precedent how much they're putting in this game, and it's something they're known for. You mm -hmm. know, this is this is what the Smash Brothers are known for. This is what the games are known for. It's Nintendo going, yeah, this is fan service done right. You know, this is for the this is for the people who know who Mario is, and this is also for people who want to know the exact grain content on his fucking overalls. I mean, it's <laughs> it's 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 scary, <laughs> scary. Yeah, but it's so fucking cool. So I, 
I'm saying all this because as I'm watching this, this direct, I'm like, man, I wish I had a different lifestyle where I could be so knee deep in this game, but I'm not. And even though I am not, I'm looking at this game and going, God, man, they just keep adding and adding and adding. It's crazy. I, I, I have so much respect for this. I mean, this is a, this is a Nintendo fanboys like just dream, you know? Yeah. Almost everything Nintendo related. And, and it, and it just, it, it, it multiplies whenever they just add a new character. You know, King K is going to have, he's going to have some kind of Donkey Kong themed level. He's going to have remixes. Uh, he's going to have little Easter egg things that happen. All these little assist trophies are going to have little interactions. Uh, it's, oh man. Uh, <laughs> again i wish it was i wish it was more of a prominent thing in my life but if mm-hmm. i I, and I guarantee you now even if i do even if i was to buy this game again i i'm assuming it would be hours of content with all the shit to unlock and go through but at the end of the day it's a fighting game so there's going to come a point where i just stop playing it and i when it when i think that way i just go eh i'm good um Another scene, uh, I mean, in the same vein, I wish I was more into it. Uh, I have so much respect for and can watch the fighting scene like people watch football. I mean, I love, I love watching tournaments. I love watching people play, uh, especially the games that I know and love. Killer Instinct, King of Fighters, Tekken, Marvel. I watch some Street Fighter. I, I'll watch, I'll know, I know what's going on in all those, but, uh, Evo happened this this past week as well i wish i had stuff to report on it i I don't uh because usually at the end of the day i watch the top 30 or the top eight or whatever and you know i move on uh there were some controversies here and there i've listened to giant bomb and two best friends both talk about them and bring them up and i don't i don't see the controversy in it um uh so so one of them just to just to shed some light on it one of them was I guess in the very finals game of, of, I want to say it was Street Fighter, but I could be wrong. Uh, one of the characters was on the player two side and he asked to swap to the player one side. And this is Evo. Now, this is the world championship. They actually had to consult like the rule book and consult the, the referees and the fucking rules people there and find out if they could actually do that. The controversy is, is he was stalling for time, I'm assuming. So it kind of cools the other guy down or whatever. I don't know. It's hmm. uh, it's whatever. You want to swap sides, swap sides. But Evo's a pretty big deal in the fighting world. I mean, it's it's the world championships. Yeah. And uh, plenty of footage to go check out if anybody wants to go watch that. Um, I think that's pretty much it for the news side of stuff. Uh, so I just, I just found thought, something. Um, we okay. talked about the whole... Uh, the emulator or ROM site getting shut down or sued last week. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, a different site is now going to be changing their site, which is uh, Emu Paradise. Oh, no. It's been around since 2000. Oh, um, no. And at the least, they're going to be no longer... Uh, I mean, it sounds like... At first, it sounded like they were just not going to have Nintendo ROMs, which is a pretty yeah. big library from the start. But the yeah. more I read, the more it sounds like they're not going to offer ROMs at all uh, oh, for no. actual games. 
like you know they'll still i'm guessing that means that they'll still have like rom hacks you know like mario hacks and all those you know yeah yeah but i don't know i mean it sounds very close to just shutting down because what are they going to offer just emulators at that point that's not good man because emu paradise yeah. is, a, is a big one too you know that's a big oh, yeah. prominent one it's a big popular prominent one it's like one of the first two you go use you, you get directed to when you do a google search mm-hmm. uh man i don't know it's kind of it's scary man i'll uh if, if this is your bag if this is your deal i suggest you invest in some hard drives and maybe go uh <laughs> Maybe you go start doing some uh, some some picking up of of, of some games codes things because uh, <clears throat> yeah. this shit keeps going downhill like this. Like it's one thing to say no Nintendo, but to just all right, well all they're all going offline. Guys, you gotta understand these fucking ROMs get hefty. You know, you can mm-hmm. download the entire Nintendo library. I would, I'm I, so I hear, and it's probably a you know maybe a gig or so, if even that, but. There's every Nintendo console library. There's every PlayStation, PlayStation 2. There's Sega, Sega uh, Nomad, Sega 32X, Sega Genesis, Sega Master System. If there's a console, there's a library. Usually there are some places where you can go to get just the entire bulk libraries. You're looking at some terabytes of data. But, I mean, if if everything's going to start getting shut down, your sources are running slim. Yeah, I'm I'm curious what they're going to actually end up doing. But, but yeah, it's it's sad that we're getting to this point. Yeah. And, and you know, it how else to say this? It, it I think we all knew this was a long time coming. Uh I don't know what it was going to take for one of the companies to go, "Hey, all right, you know what? Knock it off." But something has happened. Something has crawled up somebody's ass, and they've went and tackled one. And now it feels like there's going to be a domino effect. Uh, yeah. Is it the smartest move? No. Is it there? Is it in their legal rights? Yeah, of course it is. But I just I don't think this is going to work good for for either side. I don't think it's going to work good for them, and it's not it's definitely not going to work for for the gaming community. Because who's to know, who's to say what's next? You know, what are you going to start? De- you know, uh, demonetizing and or removing content of of billions of hours of YouTube and or Twitch channels because you found out that they were playing a ROM. You know, who knows? Uh, it's not good. It's not yeah. good. It kind of reminds me of something else I saw, uh, and this isn't new news, but. A while back, uh, Pixelmon, uh, which is a mod for Minecraft, basically you can play Pokemon in Minecraft, uh, got a and d from uh, the PlayStation company. Or not PlayStation, the Pokemon company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many video games, so many companies. Yeah, uh, I know. God. Yeah, they got a thing from the Pokemon company, you know, C&D saying, hey, don't do this, even though they're making no money, you know, and it's a fan thing. I hate that when yeah. a fan is making something and the company's like, no, you can't do that because yeah. we don't want people it's, to have fun. You know, screw so many you. times that has happened. Uh, remember uh, the Chrono Trigger had that happen. Remember they were doing like yeah. a, like a 3D version and they came in and said, yeah, uh, kaput. Yeah. There, there's, so. there are some times where it has paid out okay, like the Sonic, uh, Sonic Mania. 
You know, I think that guy was, uh, I think he made the Sonic Dream Mix. I think he's the guy that made that Sonic game that it was like, it was like the first couple levels of a Sonic game, but it was done in a immaculate 3D manner. Mm-hmm. And then they said, Hey, uh, just come on and make it an actual game for us. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, that, it's, but that, it's great when they do that. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice when you, and it, it's rare, but I'm seeing it happen more and more where a fan will do something and a company will be like, hey, come work for us. Yeah. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is actually Rooster Teeth. Uh, they have their, you know, anime series, uh, uh, Ruby. Mm-hmm. And there's a fan who started making a game and Rooster Teeth actually hired them to make it official. Nice. Uh, and I've seen other, I've seen more and more cases. It's, it's rare still, but it's getting more and more common to see, you know, as rare as yeah. it is. Uh, yeah. but yeah, so Pixelmon, it was, they got the C&D and I just found, and this was months ago. I just found out yesterday that another team picked it up. So like the Pixelmon website's dead. You know, they're saying, Hey, we can't continue this anymore, but a different dev team picked it up because nice. it's all open source. Yeah. Uh, and they've been updating it like crazy. And basically what I was getting from the little bit of uh, stuff I was listening to from the community is if they get a C&D, they'll stop. Someone else will pick it up. <laughs> so it's a diff- nice. it's different people. You know, so technically they did stop. Yeah. They are not doing anymore. But these other people, they didn't get the C&D, so they're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I I'm just gonna have to keep my fingers crossed. Um, we'll we'll have to see how the whole emulation scene scene plays out. <laughs> what are the end results are gonna be? Um, see what but kind the more of and more, it has. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that's all the news that I could think of. I, there may have been a couple more, but I fuck it. The those are good enough for me. Uh, Chris, it's been a yeah. week. Tell me about yours. Sure. So I'll, you know, start with my traditional Destiny 2 segment, uh, which I actually actually did play this week. Um, All of like four hours, I think, if that, three or four hours. Um, Something. Yeah, I finally, I, and I'll get into Sunman with No Man's Sky, but I finally got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm running out of time. I literally only have until the end of the month to do all these things that I have no idea what it consists of yet. You know, it's one thing to have a list of things to do and go, okay, I can do this, this, and this, and this amount of time. But I was like, I have no idea what I'm required to do. I know there's grinding. I know there's stuff you have to do over and over. I need to know what I need to do so that I can prepare and, right. you know, balance my time out. So I loaded it up. Uh, the Solstice events going on. Uh the I um, talked about this a little bit, but the thing that's different with this event from others, uh, it used to be, or most of them were okay, either get uh, reputation tokens or open loot boxes, or not loot boxes, but uh, engrams to get the event gear, you know, from uh, level ups and stuff. But this one, you actually go back and play one of the very first missions. And then that unlocks a green armor set, which is basic. It's the mm-hmm. well, not basic. It's white's basic, then green, so it's almost basic uh, armor set. But this armor set has a little objectives on them. Uh, complete this mission. 
get this many kills with, like this, or you know, get, get this many super kills. Um, and once you complete all of those, it will rank up. I don't know which tiers it does. I don't know if it does green, blue, purple, um, or if it's just green, purple. I, I imagine it's green, blue, purple. That makes sense. Um, but at the highest level, it's 400 power, which is the cap uh, now. So you, as long as you complete these objectives, you have a guaranteed way to get your armor to 400, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, so I did that, and the first objectives are basically to replay five of the story missions, which here's my it, the, really the only problem I've had with it so far. The only annoyance is to unlock the armor set, you have to play the first mission. It's a slightly okay. harder version of it than you play normally, uh, which yeah. makes sense, you know. But then, on one of the pieces of armor is to play it again. And I'm like, okay, I just played it, literally, finished the mission, came back, now I need to play it again. So I'm playing this mission back to back, and I did not like that. Um, I don't. I didn't mind replaying the mission. It was nice to go back in time, you know, get that uh, kind of nostalgia from because the story when Destiny Two released, the story was great. Um, uh, of all the things that you know, Destiny Two gets crap for. The story is you is is typically hit or miss, but for Destiny Two at launch, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, DLCs are hit and miss, uh, but it's nice to go back to the original story, play through it, go, yeah, I remember this. Okay, cool. Um, on, so playing through them with the green armor, uh, I don't know for sure if you have to wear the green armor for them, but I did, and that sucks because it, with the power level I'm at, like I'm at, I was at 373 when I started yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. it dropped me down because I put on that green armor to 271. So I lost a hundred power, um, which made doing those rough. Uh, yeah. and I don't know if you get credit if you're not wearing it. Um, and I wore the whole set. I don't know if I could have just worn that one piece, you know, for the mission, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't want to risk it. You know, I didn't want to get through it and have it not count and have to do it again. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I kept it on. So doing that weekend like I was, that was rough. Um, and I think the mission, and I felt that the missions were also balanced for you to be at that level. Uh, normally there's a recommended level when you're in a mission or when you go to enter a mission, but because of how this one works, uh, the prompts aren't the same. So you don't quite get the same notice. Hey, you should be this level. Um, mm-hmm. Typically when you die, it'll give you a recommended level. But I, did I die? <laughs> yeah, I, one of the missions I died twice, but I didn't pay any attention to see if it had a recommended power or not. Uh, but yeah, so I got through those, which is pretty easy. Um, and there's a the there's a and they also have uh, bounties in the game, which are a throwback to Destiny One. They added them back in not too long ago. They added more for the Moments of Triumph, which are their annual things they do. And normally mm. it's a checklist you go to the website to see. Uh, I don't know that they had anything in-game until you got rewards from it. 
But this one, there's actually a end game with the bounties. You have bounties for each of the moments of triumph. So you were able to turn those in, get stuff. Um, and I didn't realize, but the exotic ship you can get is for doing all the moments of triumph on all three characters. Oh, wow. Or, or basically one of each class. So all three characters mm-hmm. that way. Um, yeah. I don't think it counts if you have like three Titans. I don't think you could literally do it. I yeah. don't know. Uh, okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, I saw that and I was like, great. So now I have to make a decision. Am I only going to do this on my Hunter, which is what I've traditionally done? I've done it on one character and I was done. Or am I going to do it on all three? Because I don't know, um, I don't know what all I'd have to do on all three. I don't know what's account wide and what's character uh, wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to look closer into that. But when I saw complete on all three characters, I was like, oh boy. That's a lot of Destiny 2 time. Bye-bye other yeah. games. Um, <laughs> if I decide to do it, which it, it's really got me torn because I've completed every year, uh, year of Triumph things. Uh, for Destiny 1, I did all three years, maxed it out. Uh, Destiny 2, I'd plan on doing them all. But now for that final objective... Is it worth doing it three times over? You know, because some of them yeah. aren't bad. Some of them aren't bad at all. And I think some of them may be account wide. Uh, so you kind of get a freebie on it, but it would be time, time consuming. Um, so I really need to look into that. Uh, but I did the crucible ones, uh, some crucible bounties and one of the armors you needed to, uh, for some reason, just kill 10 enemies in crucible and PVP, which is kind of silly. Um, Especially because I think assists count for that. And if they don't, 10 isn't much at all. Uh, yeah. The other one, which is the one that's normally rough, is get X amount of uh, super kills in the Crucible. Which, mm-hmm. supers, you get like 2-3 a match normally. So if you need 100 of them, that's a lot of matches. Yeah. Um, depending on how many kills you get per super, of course. You know, some supers you get one kill, some supers you get three kills. You know, uh, but I looked and the game mode for this week that you can play, you know, by itself and don't have to randomly get is mayhem. I talked about this before, but mayhem is the mode where everything charges super fast. So you have your first super within like 10 seconds of the match starting and you get it back, you know, 10 seconds after using it. Mm-hmm. So it made that really easy. Um, so I actually finished that objective. I knocked it on. I was like, great. Um, so now I need my next time I load it up, I need to go do strikes, which I'm not looking forward to while wearing the armor because I did crucible because it's level balance. So it doesn't matter. It basically puts you all at the same level. Uh, right. Strikes don't do that because that's PVE. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go into strikes, a hundred power, you know, lower, uh, which I'm trying to think of what strikes are. I think strikes are actually balanced at 280 or something like that. The base strikes. Um, it might have been upped since all the you know other things have increased, but I'm not sure. But I know that's going to suck with the armor. And you have to do all the set, all the pieces before you can upgrade any of them. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, my helmet is finished. I have all the objectives on it done, but it's got to wait for the other four slots to get upgraded before I can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've got plenty to do on there, but I'm, 
I really need to sit down and break down what I need to do and look up what I need to do for the other steps um, and how many steps there are, how many tiers, I should say. Uh, yeah. So I really know how much time I need to put into it because I have other games I want to play. Um, but speaking of other games, um, No Man's Sky, again, took up a bunch of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, I didn't really talk about how much time I had. In. I, think, I think I guessed, but I ended up having... Uh, Roughly 36 hours last week as of recording. Okay. Um, as of day before yesterday, I was up to roughly 65. Nice. Um, so I put so another 30 so you're hours. You're in there. You're in there. Well, let me tell you something. So, <laughs> okay. I, I've been having fun with it still. I, um, I didn't realize about my multi tool is maximum slots. It's only A class, but I don't really care. Uh, because an S class is going to be such a minor increase that I'm not really worried about multi-tool right now. Um, I've, I'm two slots short of maxing out my exosuit inventory, which mm-hmm. means I can carry a ton of crap and my hoarding is ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically to the point where I have a slot for each, uh, material you can get. And I have, you know, designated spots and certain patterns where my exosuit uh, extended uh, inventory, I can't think of the name right now, but if it's double the amount of a normal inventory slot. Um, so you can have 48 inventory slots in your exosuit. The exosuit high capacity inventory, I believe it's called. You can have another mm-hmm. 48, which holds twice as much as a stack. You know, 250, the high, uh, whatever I said, stacks to 500. Jesus. Um, and then you have the technology slots, which go to 14. And that's just your, you know, upgrades for your exosuit. Um, so I have, I'm at 48, 46, 14. So I'm two upgrades short and I could get them. Uh, but I didn't feel like spending a million, you know, a million's a lot of money when you have 115 million or so. And, you know, it's just, <laughs> man. Uh, but so I've kind of put it down for now. For the most part. Now, that being said, I am still logging in to send my freighter missions out so they can make me money without me doing anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll harvest my farm, craft the items, and sell them. And that's pretty much all I'm doing right now. Uh, yeah. Because I lost a couple hours with the gameplay uh night before last. Mm. Reason being is I went to the core. Um, now for oh. those that don't know, you know, the objective of the game is to get to the core. Really, that's what's been from the start. It's kind of a lesser goal now. You know, there's other side quests, but one of the quests is get to the core. Right. So I'm going to tell everybody out there right now, if you are playing No Man's Sky, do not go to the core until you're done with the rest of the game, until you don't okay. want to play it anymore. That um, sounds like very vital information to pass on. Do that. Yeah. And I've basically been playing blind other than what I saw on stream a little bit. And uh, the little bit of stream I've watched, I'm ahead of. So it's just, you know, watching for entertainment, not really for information. Uh, So spoilers for No Man's Sky. Okay. Um, Slight spoilers. I'm not going to spoil story-related stuff. But what lost me data is because my last manual save was two hours prior. Um, So I didn't, I, you know, didn't have a, a... sooner when autosaves were useless. 
So when you get to the core, you end up sort of, it's not quite restarting the game, um, but you end up with a broken ship again, broken inventory. Uh, all your slots are there, um, but all your technology upgrades are broken. Your exit or your uh, your multi tool upgrades are broken, and they take a lot of crap to repair. Which isn't wow. That's you know an annoyance that take me maybe a day to resolve. You know, no worries. What I didn't know, and I didn't know that you. That's why I only went to the core anyway, but. What I really wasn't expecting is it destroys your bases. So my base I'd built, my farm I'd built, you know, gone. Um, and I, I'm not okay with that. So I, uh, so I rolled back my save to the two hours prior and turned the game off once I made sure I had all my stuff uh, <laughs> from before the expedition. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I will... This is a stopping point for me, you know, playing the game full time. I will now yeah. go work on Destiny 2. Yeah. So that's why I play Destiny 2. That's one of the reasons I played Destiny 2 yesterday was because I was like, okay, I'm not. That just killed a lot of my motivation from No Man's Sky. Damn, oh, man, that sucks. My objectives now in No Man's Sky are simply farm and uh, do freighter missions for more money so I can get an S-class ship. Um, S-class ship is really my only major objective I have in the game. Uh, the only other minor one I have is to finish unlocking base blueprints so I can improve uh -huh. it. Uh, because that's a pretty tedious process. You can kind of buy your way through it if you find the, uh, the items you need for blueprints. Um, I have a few, or I don't know how many, but I have at least a couple more, uh, base quests, I think. Um, to the point where they're sending me out to other systems. So it's not like I can just, you know, gather some stuff and give it back to the guy. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm, yeah, I don't like that whole, oh, hey, all the stuff you had is gone. And I, I understand why, because of what happens when you go to the core. But a warning, some heads up would be nice. You know, I don't know if it did one, I just didn't see it, but. Yeah, there's, there's no hey turn. This is your last chance to turn back. You know you're gonna. That's saying that seems like a pretty big uh, warning signal flare thing needs to happen. You mm -hmm. know, something uh, con do it in context of the game. That's fine. You don't have to break the wall and go hey, some shit's about to go down. But some so they didn't give you anything. Not that I remember. I mean, I could go back and watch my uh, watch my vod yeah. on my stream. <laughs> well, actually, yourself, huh? Yeah. But I mean, I I won't because I don't care enough. Yeah, I'm I don't just care. I'm. Yeah, it and it's so anticlimactic. Uh, it just happens. It just happens. Yeah, essentially. So it's like, mm -hmm. okay, I see what you did there, and I went back and I read about, it and I was like, okay, I see, I see kind of what they're going for here, mm -hmm. um, and it makes sense, but it's not what I wanted. Um, yeah, I, I expected I, yeah. story. There was no story. You can corner. explain shit to me the way that you or why it was done that way. I mean, that's Mass Effect two for me all around. Just because you explain it doesn't mean I gotta like it. You know. Yeah. I remember uh, specifically there was I think it was the 
I think it was either the ammo, the two of the biggest problems I have with Mass Effect 2 was the the fact that they made it where you it was pick up ammo. And yes, I know you can get a rifle that doesn't have the ammo, but they went to a ammo on the floor uh, set up for ammo in that game. I didn't like that at all. And I was told by many people, you know, they give you a canon reason why they did that. I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you can tell me why you made this game into something else, but that just explains to me what you did is it, or why you did it. It doesn't mean I have to like it. And it sounds yeah. like that's that's this all around. Like, yeah, we're going to, yeah, we're doing this thing and it's pretty, it's kind of crappy, but there's a sort of a reason why, but it doesn't, that doesn't do anything. I still cannot like something. Yeah. The, uh, and for those that are interested in playing it, uh, the, uh, the only story so far that I think is even worth doing is the Artemis quest line. Um, yeah. Which you start getting into in the, t- the tutorials. You don't have to do any spe- anything special for a while. Uh, but that one is actually interesting. Um, mm-hmm. The Atlas quest line, I don't know if I technically hit the end of it or not. I think I did. Um, I think the quest actually went away for me because uh, I finished it. But that was... Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's one of those, I, I think I see what they're going for there, but their yeah. execution was a little rough. Uh, yeah, that's a, I'm not even going to solidifies, kind of solidifies some things for me. Cause I remember another thing back in the day before all the major patches and everything, uh, the people that were giving, uh, no man's sky, a, a, a fair shot, giving it a try. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember many people saying that, yeah, so I just did the thing. I just went to the core. Like, I just, I don't know if they cheated or if they used an exploit or what. I don't know the requirements for getting the core, but I remember people saying that, like, they played for a while. They said, fuck it. And they just made their sole mission to just go to the core. And then, you know, so many real hours life, uh, in real life hours later, they did it. And they're, like, completely underwhelmed. It's just, yeah. you know. Yeah, once you actually like, set the goal for it. It's easy to do. Um, yeah. There are a couple methods to make it really quick. Like, I lost two hours with a time. That was how long I spent trying to get there, and that was with time wasted on planets, you know, oh, wow. looking to see what was there. Uh, I could probably, if I loaded up my save right now, knowing what I know about how to get there and stuff, I could probably knock it out in an hour, if that. Uh, yeah. Because I have, you know, the upgrades to make my jump speed higher and I have a teleport marker that's pretty close already um, because of the portals. Yeah, there's so many different ways to get there quick. Um, yeah, it's No Man's Sky isn't a game to play for the story, that's for sure. Oh, and uh, that's, that's that's bad, man. Uh, yeah. And I remember asking you last week, you know, do you think the, you know, the Breath of the Wild adventure sense is there? And I mean, yeah, true enough. The adventure is there. It was there for fucking several hundred hours on my part, but I still I still want to go for the story. You know, there yeah. still came a point where it's like, okay, I've done all the shrines, I've done all the the uh, guardians, I've gotten everything. I want to know what this story is going. Let, let's go. Let's go to the final castle and let's cap this story off. Yay! And it paid off. It paid off decent enough for me. Yeah. But the yeah. I, I was thinking about this a lot. What they way the game is made and it really hit me when I tried multiplayer um, with one of the kids uh, he loaded it up I finally got him in my game once I you know turned on network connection uh, 
kind of an important step, you know. If you turn network off, people can't join you. Imagine that. <laughs> um, so once he was in the game, it was very anticlimactic. If we had started out fresh with each other, probably wouldn't have been so bad. Uh, yeah. But even still, it's not... There wasn't a co-op feeling to it. It was a we happen to be here feeling together, yeah. you know? It was yeah. like he built a thing on my base and it gave it to me and just did nothing but annoy me and I can't remove it. So, but he can't do anything with my base, um, which is odd because, and I don't know if I'm missing something to be fair. Um, but like I had talked to the computer at this random person's base. I came across in space. Um, when I went to a portal, cause it's a, there's a bug in the game where you only get one glyph uh, to use in portals. I don't know if they fixed it or not, but I'm waiting until I see patch notes that say they did uh, to do more, try to get more. But you can only get one glyph. Well, if you put that glyph in, you teleport to a particular planet. If everybody's got the bug, they're only putting in one glyph. So I went to this planet and there were like 15 bases around where people had claimed it you know, varying distances so they could get back to the spot, Um, which is fine. Uh, Not a big deal. I didn't really care about the plan. I just wanted to see what the teleporter did or the portal Mm. did rather. Um, But I went to this guy's computer because it's right next to the portal, talked to it. It it basically said I didn't have permissions, but it wasn't in a, everybody doesn't permissions, but a, you're not on the list to have permissions type way. You know, there's a difference (laughs) there. Okay. So I'm like, okay, can I get permissions to my base? I don't think you can. So I don't know if this is something that they just didn't finish implementing yet or what. But, I mean, if you could share a base, that'd be phenomenal. That would change multiplayer completely, you know? Yeah. Having true co-op. You know, you play a multiplayer game, you play a survival game. You know, we play Seven Days to Die. We build our base together. We interact with chess together. We collect resources together. You know, we survive together. Yeah. No Man's Sky. It's like, good luck. I mean, I can give you stuff, but... You know, yeah. you can't interact with my stuff, really. It's unless more, it's less, hey, let's fucking party up and more like, hey, neighbor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it was yeah, you got you got a thing going on over there. Yeah, I, I got this one, too. Pretty cool, huh? All right. Well, let's we'll go do our yeah. thing. It was it's so disappointing. It's such a letdown. Um, yeah, it, it. It's better multiplayer than there was. Obviously, you can have up to 16 people in one game or. 12 people, I think. Uh, yeah. Four people in your party, 12 overall. And those that are in your game, you can all see each other's stuff. Uh, so there's like these communities building these places, these hubs and stuff, you know, in a particular part of the galaxy. So you actually have this, you know, uh, communal feel to it. But at the same time, well, that's very cool. And I'd like to actually go look up what they're doing um, to see, you know, the interesting stuff they've done. But if they put in true multiplayer, true multiplayer to where I didn't have to be in your game to see it, you know, because it's if you go, it's like if you go to a single player game you uh, of No Man's Sky, you can still see their stuff. But the minute you join another multiplayer game, you don't see that first one's stuff anymore. You only see the new multiplayer games stuff. So you kind of have these session type things going on. Um, but if it's true multiplayer, persistent multiplayer, where planets remembered everybody that's been there, 
you know, and the stuff they've done instead of just who's been in your game, that'd be so much more interesting. And it's, right. it's, it's odd because like I saw that guy's base, but I wasn't in the game with him, you know? So how did I see his stuff when I, I, I don't understand, you know, are some of them yeah. persistent Are some not how do I just not get markers for the ones from multiplayer or, or whatever. And, just, it just doesn't. I, it, it doesn't seem very tangible for multiplayer at all. Exactly. Yeah. And like I said, there's so much they could do with it. There's so much potential there. You know, if you had, I mean, just imagine building up a player economy. Oh yeah. In a game like that. Oh yeah. Having player trade hubs. You know, these players mm-hmm. take over this. Uh, you know, uh, out of the box trade port or uh, God just trading station, whatever they're called in the actual game. Uh, there's tons of them on every planet. Uh, and you can, they have a little buy, sell hub, and there's si- typically six, I think, platforms to land on, six landing pads. Um, so a player takes over that, you know, and hey, these players convene here, build up this trading hub. So if you're in the sector of the galaxy, you go, oh, hey, yeah, I need to buy this. Let me go see what the trading hub has, you know, what you got, what do you have, you know, and you actually player to player economy interaction stuff. Yeah. It'd be so amazing, but there's none of that feeling. There's none of that, <sighs> you know, extravagance and warm feelings that come from, you know, actually playing with other people and not just seeing them. Well, Chris, I'm glad so far you at least got an on sale price worth out of the game. <laughs> yeah. And all that being said, I still think it's worth 30 bucks. Uh, for a sandbox fan, um, I personally feel like I got my $60 worth out of it, um, mm. despite the issues. And if they keep patching it, it's just going to get better. And hopefully they, I don't know that with the current structure of the game, the multiplayer will ever truly be fixed. Yeah. Um, this goes back to what I was saying about thinking about how the game was made. I think the game's framework would not support a much better multiplayer system. So there um, had to be a there had to be a significant amount of overhaul to get this shit to work the way that we would want it to work. Yeah, that, that's the yeah. way I think of it from a uh, uh, programmer's perspective. It kind of um, shoots down a lot of those dreams when you think of it that way. You know, it's one thing to put a patch or two or maybe even an update, but yeah, mm, yeah. I, I mean, know. some of the base sharing stuff could probably be done, but. To get anything more than your session size and make it relevant, you know, any sort of persistence, yeah. I don't think the framework would allow it with where it's at. But I could be I wrong. Think, yeah. And, and this is me completely talking out of my ass, not not completely following these stories uh, religiously or the game, I haven't played at all, but I get the idea, I get the impression that when No Man's Sky originally came out, duh, everybody knows it was a crash landing. It was just, it, it fell on its face. Uh, so much backlash. We've already talked about this last episode and one before that, but yeah. I know all that. I know that the updates afterward, I feel like the, the, the big set of updates and patches and whatnot afterward up to the point where we have the game now was, it may have been tailored like a, hey, we're listening to fans, but I feel like it was more patchwork. You know, I feel like all the updates and the changes up to this point were going, hey, we've, <laughs> we kind of released a like two out of 10 game. We're trying to functionally getting up to like a five or a six. 
Mm-hmm. I think now with this game having having been on sale, having they're they're trying their best to push it out there into the market again. They're trying to get their face. Hey, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry. We made shit better. We've changed things. We fixed things. Please try this out. And I think now and this is kind of a last ditch effort now, man. With all with the multiplayer being the way it is, it mm-hmm. now needs to their narrative needs to and and their direction and engineering and 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 fixing and all that needs to steer away from hey we're fixing the fucked up game and we are listening to fans you know this is what you want and we want to give that to you they said that, I feel like they've been saying that but I've I feel like the reality up to this point has really been we're unfucking what we fucked. Yeah, so I mean it's we'll have to see, man. <laughs> and one of the things, I, and don't get me wrong, you know, a lot of people are still enjoying it. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw, but it was the number one game on Steam for like 24 hours plus. Wow! So a lot of people are really enjoying this update, and like I said, it's a good, still good, solid sandbox game as a whole. Um, but it's still missing a lot of stuff. You know, one of the things I think they could implement to kind of make this better would be story stuff i don't see any reason that that wouldn't work with the current structure of the game you know give some meaningful quests um a lot of npcs now have personalities and there are their little side things you can do but make it more you know make one of these main quests much more interesting uh it was funny listening to co carnage describe it you know he basically uh described it as the Atlas Quest was created by the developers basically having an all-night, you know, weed-smoking session and just talking about it high, and that's what they came out with. Because um, it's so out out there, you know, with what they're trying to do with the right. Atlas line. It's just silly. Um, but giving it more purpose, um, giving it more weight, I guess I should say, for the story. Like the Artemis line, it had some weight to it. Yeah. It would be nice to have had more impact after the fact. Um, once you complete it, if some more stuff was happening, and maybe it will, and I just haven't seen it yet. Because um, I, th- I technically haven't completed the second quest that in- involves the uh, the two people in the space station, Polo and the chick. Uh, I say chick. She's a robot. Um, I think she's supposed to be a robot chick. I don't know. Who am I to assume, right? Um, <laughs> but Polo and the other person and their little space station ship thing, uh, I haven't completed that yet. And I don't think I can complete that without completing all the milestones in the game, um, which I have a lot done. Um, but they're one of the ones that's time-locked. You know, so you do one and you have to wait an hour and a half to two hours to do the next one. So that's the only reason I haven't completed because I'm not going to go back every hour and a half because I'm doing other stuff. Um, so I just happen to be like, oh yeah, I need to go turn it in, see what's going to happen next. Uh, and they have a little interesting storyline. Um, they hint at some time travel stuff, maybe not quite sure yet, but as far as I'm aware, there's no payoff to it. Uh, everybody I've heard talk to and based on my experience as well, the Artemis line is the only one worth doing right now. So sucks. Yeah. Uh... That's it for me on video games. Um, I've been spending a little bit more time on D&D stuff. I'm still playing it weekly, uh, but I haven't had, you know, huge uh, planning sessions for it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this past week, I did spend a little bit more time on it before the session because it's getting to one of those turning points where I have to make a decision, you know, as a DM, how I want things to connect all together. Because mm-hmm. uh, the characters are hitting this turning point, this milestone in the adventure, and it's time to determine the next path as well as wrap up other side stuff to help the main thread uh, be more apparent and more ready to do. Because um, it's hard to, you know, get players somewhere else when they have so many things they're trying to do right here. Right. Um, so uh, for those that have been curious, I'm still, we're still playing weekly. Uh, and it's it's still pretty fun. Uh <laughs> Had some interesting moments still, but that's it. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> what have you been up to? Well, definitely have had an interesting week. Um, uh, non gaming related at all. I've got a new heads, uh, new headset. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, I've had, I've been using the same. Uh, Logitech H10s, I believe they are. I've been using the same pair for probably about six, seven years now. I bought my wife a pair as well. We both use the same ones. Uh, they're they're fucking great. I mean, they're probably one of the best sixty bucks I've ever spent on a headset. Uh, the only thing I've ever had to replace in them was the uh the earmuffs because again, they're just so old. Yeah. But so, uh, oh, go ahead. So you you recommended me a headset, but that's not the one you have. Um, well, no, no, no. I recommended you some headphones. Oh, okay. Headphones. Yeah. Gotcha. The headphones or headsets. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah. Uh, and Audio Technica is still one of my top brands. Uh, I mean, I had, I've, I've had an Astro A40. I used that whenever I played on Xbox and I mm-hmm. love that thing. It's got a mixer with it and everything. Uh, and I have the Audio Technica headset that I recommended you. I have the one that I recommended you, and you said sure. it discontinued. Yeah. Uh, and oh man, the sound is just—it's just so golden. Uh, for my everyday communication, uh, and just listening to, like, man, I'm so fucking teched out on my side of the world here. It's fucking crazy, dude. I can have—I <laughs> have every console filtered in through my PC. And then my PC and all that audio is fed through my headset. So I can be playing God of War and watching and listening to a YouTube video on the other screen. And I have it all come to the same headset. Like, it's just it's fucking crazy how I do this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for my everyday audio use, uh, it was just the Logitech H10s. They're, again, they were 60, 70 bucks way back in the day. And they have trooped me out for years. I didn't really buy them for quality. I bought them for comfort. I don't, I think I picked, honestly, I think the first pair I picked up was at like a Hudson's, like a (laughs) a fucking bargain kind of store. There was just a pair of headsets, uh, for like 15 bucks or no, it was 60 bucks. And, uh, yeah, they were comfortable. They, they had a mic built into them with a boom and everything. And I, whatever, good, good stuff. If I'm listening, if I want to fucking just drown the world out and get into nothing but audio and just like, just, just zone out to music, I pull out my Technicas. But the fact that I, 
I just got so used to having the Logitechs right there where they had a mic on them and I didn't have to have an external mic. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just the way it worked out. I bought the, I bought the Audio Technicas like three years ago just for the pure audio experience. And I, I haven't used them as much, uh, just because of the utility of the Logitech ones. So, uh, my wife and I both, we were in the kind of market for some headsets. I bought her a, uh, Hers was the hardest on my side because I kept trying to find a color. I wanted to get blue for her specifically. <laughs> and just, you know, you'd be surprised how, how difficult it is to find. So like, I'm very picky about audio stuff. Yeah. But I got her a nice skull candy headset. It works. She's loving it. It works really good. It's super comfortable and it's blue. And in me, uh, I had a debacle with mine because I bought a pair of, uh, it's Sony MDR. 100 a b n slash b headphones uh i want to say that they're sony h dot ear so here uh if you if anybody goes to amazon you can type in sony m d r 100 a b n slash b headphones i'll take you to the exact model i bought the one that i was trying to buy was the same exact model but it was a viridian blue it was a very cool looking color. Mm-hmm. And I figured if I'm going to spend this kind of money for a fucking headset, I'd like to get the color. I went shopping, I went shopping, I went shopping, and finally a, a pair popped up on eBay. I think it was eBay. Yeah. Uh, for roughly the same price. Uh, the Viridian Blue was a more expensive price because of the color. But I found it for about the same price I paid for the standard black ones that I have now. And I was so happy. It was like free shipping. I was like, fuck yeah. I got an email two days later. Hey, uh, so we sold the headset like a month ago and we just forgot to update our stock. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, what the f? Uh, All right. Well, can I get a refund so I can? And then I was so fucking downtrodden and I kept searching and shopping again. I couldn't find any around the price. It was 30, 40, $50 more expensive than that one. So. I found a pair. I found these for Prime. I was going to spend like 70 bucks less than the Viridian Blue. It was going to be in my house within two days. So I said, fuck it. You know, it's the comfort at the end of the day. It's going to matter anyway. And uh, I like them. I mean, they are they are a wraparound headset. Uh, I, of course, obviously, I don't use the mic. It does have a built-in mic with actually <laughs> uh, left and right mic uh, holes. So I guess I guess that's cool. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I predominantly use my uh, my recording microphone for all my mic stuff. Yeah. Uh, good sound, uh, hooked up a, a, a warning for anybody that wants to get a pair of this, uh, like this, it does not come with a dongle. This is another cool thing about the Logitech's. And the reason why I had it for so long is because it came with a dongle. It was a wireless and this one does not. So you will have to purchase if, uh, unless your PC already produces Bluetooth, mine does not. I have to buy, I had to buy a dongle for mine. Yeah. Uh, but your cell phone, your, any, any device you have that takes, uh, Bluetooth inputs, it'll work with. It syncs up like any other blue thing. Super simple. Uh, it's got volume buttons on it. The coolest thing about it, I have known for a long time about noise canceling headsets and headphones. Mm-hmm. There used to be a stigma and I'm, I'm, I've got to be thinking like five years or more ago where it's like, yeah, if you want good audio, you don't want to get noise canceling because something about the, it, 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 long story short, it interferes with the sound coming in. It'll, it, you mm-hmm. get a less quality sound. Well, 
I haven't noticed that. But what I have noticed is when I have the noise canceling off, I can hear, I can hear my fan. I can hear the AC unit. I can see, I can hear the ambient noise. I can hear the, the washing machine. I can hear the fucking refrigerator hum off and on. When I turn noise canceling on, I don't hear shit. <laughs> uh, it's kind of sucks in a way. I kind of have to have my one ear off just a bit because my wife cannot talk to me. I cannot hear her at all. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I can't hear my phone ringing. I mean, it's noise canceling like a motherfucker. Again, they're around ears. So, um, and no, Sony's not paying me to tell you all this. I just, I, I like having good sound and it's, it's a really comfortable headset. It's pricey, but. I got the sound that I wanted. I still have everything hooked up the same way I want to. I've still got all my consoles coming in the same headset. All that worked just fine. Easy setup. They're comfortable. They're durable as fuck. I watched a video where a guy uh, had the Viridian pair and he was doing a stress test and he like grabbed both the muffs and like twisted the muffs up opposite of each other one way and then another and was like pulling on them. And I was like, Oh God. Oh no, don't do that. And, <laughs> They held up just fine, so I said, "Fuck it." When I got my pair, I did the same thing, and yeah, they're like they're like <laughs> rubber but tough. Interesting. Um, so yeah, that's a fucking half an hour story about a pair of damn headphones. They're they're really good. <laughs> uh, it really did suck when I got the email because I was like, oh, "Yes, I finally found a good sale for these things." And they're like, "Yeah, I'm just a fuck up and I don't know how to run my business." So, but I got my refund and I bought my pair. So cool. Um. Also non-gaming, as I said, uh, I don't, I don't get sick often in life, man. That's not something that happens to me. Mm-hmm. This, I really do feel like in the entirety of my life, I think I got high, I think I got sick one time I was in high school. I got sick, uh, about two years ago and actually had to call out of work. I've never done that. Never, ever, ever been like, Hey, <laughs> I can't come into work. I feel like shit. Uh, I felt horrible and my wife was like, you're not, you cannot go to work. You need to go see somebody cause you are bad. I was running a super high fever, yada, yada, yada. This time, uh, started pretty simple. Eh, wasn't too bad. I had a little sore throat over the weekend and that sore throat developed and then it knocked me flat on my ass come Monday morning. Uh, I was back on military orders again. So I had to go on base and I was like, yeah, I just, I need to go to the fucking hospital or something. Cause I feel like garbage are like, yeah, go. And, uh, went to see the doctor and he was like, yeah, you got, you got bronchitis. You ever had that before? I was like, no, is that bad? He's like, well, that's, that's about a couple days away from pneumonia. I was like, what? what? Doc, that's funny and all, but this is the end of summer. We're about who gets pneumonia. And he's like, you know, pneumonia can come any time of the year. There's no, there's no, there's no seasonal. I've always had this stigma, Chris, that people only got really sick during the winter time. Yeah, I don't and know that's if that's typical. some shit. That, yeah, I don't know if that's just something my parents or my teachers drilled into me, and it's not true. But he was like, "Yeah, you can get bronchitis any time. There are many factors that, that that come into you getting bronchitis. Have you? Has anybody around you had it recently?" I said, "I don't think anybody else around me is sick, and I don't think I've even given it to anybody." My wife is feeling like a little down, but she ain't feeling like anywhere bad as I am. You so know. You know Funny thing, I actually had bronchitis. Uh, when I was younger, I apparently that's what I had. I thought I had something else, but I had bronchitis. But I actually got it the week before graduating boot camp. Mm. Um, mm. And it was, I'm talking, you know, that was uh, good old South Carolina, Paris Island weather. So 
I don't know that week uh, leading up, you know, when I actually got sick, but our graduation day was like 120 degrees. Mm-hmm. So there was no cold at all. There's a topic for a day, Chris. We need to have a military episode. I mean, you just trip down <laughs> military lane and talk about basic and shit. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, I had this big fucking stigma. And, uh, you know, he, of course, he's saying, you know, there's not like, I'm not telling you that in two days you were going to get pneumonia. But what I'm telling you is the symptoms that you have here, like, we're, I'm about to send you off for x rays because I need to know. I want to make damn sure that this isn't developing into it. But this apparently is like a stepping stone to it. So I'm glad you came and saw me and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it's also good you came and saw me because I'm going to give you medicine to make you feel better. You know, you're probably going to, if you don't, you're going to feel worse and you're probably going to be on your ass for about a week, week and a half. You know, we can try to get you better beforehand. Um, I also had my heels looked at cause apparently I've, you know, I work on my feet a lot and they're getting destroyed. I have plantar fasciitis. I guess it's just where you have bad heels and they're supposed hmm. to heal up over time. So I went and got checked out again. All of, I know that people, the audience is like, they're rolling their eyes back at who the fuck cares. I, it's just, <laughs> I don't go see the doctor. Okay. I don't have a primary physician i don't wake up in the morning and have a stuffy nose and call out of work and then go to the emergency room like this is not me all of this was a new experience for me uh so the doctor just flat out telling me you have bronchitis i've never fucking i i get a running nose and a sore throat two or three times a year and that's about it like that that's it i've the the times where i've been sick has been like i don't want to get out of bed i feel hot i feel stuffy my head feels like it's going to explode uh, this was this was treading on that. Anyway, they gave me a fucking pres- they gave me six different prescriptions for medicines. Jesus, which again, yeah, I know, right? Uh, so I've been I've been medicating myself and and getting better and everything. And I know in the in the time lapse of the podcast here, the audience is this is not going to mean anything because we just did an episode last week, but. It's just something that was, it was an event in my life. For me, getting sick is an event. You know, I know lots of friends and family who get sick all the time and, you know, they have to stay out of work. But I've always had kind of a, when you're that person who doesn't get sick and you constantly see people around here with a little stuffy nose and they're like, I feel horrible. You kind of feel like get to work. But now that I've been knocked on my ass a couple of times, I'm like, okay, if this is, if, if you feel this way, I understand. If it's to this level, I get it. You know, just feeling a little tired and your throat's a little scratchy. Fuck you, that's not sick. Get your ass back to work. <laughs> but if yeah, I- you're feeling like I felt this one, and again, like two years ago when I could not go to work, I get it. I totally get going. Hey, I'm not coming in. <laughs> yeah, and not funny. only not only for your sake, because you don't want to get you don't want to give other people this shit, you know? Yeah. It's funny talking about all the medicine you got. I'm trying to think. I don't even know if I got Motrin. All I know I got, I got was sit on my foot locker while everybody else was out marching for like four days. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> so, so yeah, I got sick. I'm on medicine. That shit happened. Um, Movies. I haven't really watched any movies or TV shows lately. Uh, actually, that's a bold-faced lie. My wife and I went to go see with a, a few of our friends. We went to go see Christopher Robin, the uh, the the new Winnie the Pooh mm-hmm. live-action kind of movie. Uh, this is definitely a movie for kids. I'd say uh, it it's, it it has adult stuff wrapped around it, but 
when it comes when it gets down to the nitty gritty of it, it's it's a, this is this is like this is like a, a, an older kids kind of movie. Sure. Um, some of the design aspects I didn't completely agree with, like Winnie. The, so Pooh is he's a stuffed doll. He's a stuffed bear. Uh, yeah. Eeyore is a stuffed donkey, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And look, I don't. I watched Winnie the Pooh all the time when I was a kid. I never read the books though. I never had the books, so I don't know if if they were meant to be this way. And I don't remember. Maybe maybe the cartoon was meant to be this way, and I just didn't. I didn't grasp it. But I always had it in my head that all of the Pooh characters were all stuffed animals. But in this movie, like Rabbit is a rabbit. He is a hare. Owl is an owl. It just threw me off just a little bit. And that's not a complaint. That's just the thing that I noticed. Uh, it's it's got a it's got a you know a Disney esque Winnie the Pooh silly old story uh, with a little bit a little bit more maturity to it. I'll give you that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was okay. You know, my wife just had to see it. She wanted to see it, and you know, I like I said, I grew up watching Winnie the Pooh. Uh, so yeah. sure, I'll go see it too. And it was all right. Sure thing. I can't. I've really been trying to rack my brain and trying to figure out what else is left this year for movies to, to uh, for me to want to go see. And I just, I don't know. I, I need to pour over IMDb and see what else. Because, <laughs> I mean, I've really got my eyes set on uh, Captain Marvel and, and the next Infinity War. And that's it. Yeah. Which I have watched again. Because yeah. <laughs> um, man, it's such a good movie. Yeah, it is. It's really good. Um. So that's it for all the non-gaming stuff I can think of. I, th- I thought there was something food-related, but I can't fucking remember it. So I don't know. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, Chris, this this may not sound like a big deal to you or anybody else, but I think I'm officially switching my pizza lever over from uh, Papa John's over to, uh, to Pizza Hut, man. In the okay. past two weeks, I have had their Cheesy Bites pizza. You know, that's a that's not a good way to start this story. So okay. a couple so a couple weeks ago, yeah, I've tell your Pizza Hut story right, you son of a bitch. Uh, so a on your weeks gaming ago, podcast, yeah. So, <laughs> so gamer fuel, right, Chris? Let's let's chug a Mountain Dew and fucking stuff Doritos up our ass. Uh, Whoa, that's not how I eat them. <laughs> a couple, a couple, a couple weeks ago, r- randomly, my my supervisor on base ordered some pizza and f- forced me to eat it. I don't really eat lunch often, uh, and I especially don't want to eat heavy food like pizza. But hey, you bought it for me, sure, I'll try it. And not not only did he buy me Pizza Hut, which I haven't had Pizza Hut in years. Mm-hmm. I think buffet three or four years ago may have been the last time I've had a Pizza Hut pizza. Uh. He he already had the pizza ordered, so it wasn't like a hey, what kind of pizza you want? He just ordered it and said, Hey, come eat. Uh he ordered like a thin crust pizza, which I do not eat. I don't like crunchy pizza. Yeah, same. And so right off the bat, I didn't mind the crunchy stuff. It the the thin pizza part was actually pretty good, but that's not a personal preference thing for Pizza Hut. That might just be like, hey, me just in general saying, uh, oh, you know, thin crust ain't that bad. The sauce and the crust of that pizza was fucking awesome. And uh, I, again, folks, okay, I know this is Pizza Hut we're talking about. I know that Sal and Jenny's fucking Pizza Hut around your corner block makes the world's best pizza. I get that. But if we're talking chain restaurants, typically, I do Papa John's 
primary. Like I switched to Papa John's like a decade ago. I know there's controversy around them and their employees and all that shit. I actually didn't hear about that until last year. I didn't know any of that shit that went down. And I like the Papa John's pizza, so I didn't get to be a part of that boycott thing. Domino's, eh, my wife likes Domino's a lot, so I usually would get that. Plus, she likes the wings with, like, the bowls they offer. Yeah. And then it was just Pizza Hut because typically I haven't been around too many Pizza Huts that that, that live that, – or I haven't lived near too many Pizza Huts that would deliver. And so so that being said, the only time I would eat Pizza Hut is if I was around one. I said, yeah, let's stop by that Pizza Hut and, you know, I'll go dine in and eat some 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 uh, some buffet pizza, whatever. Um. But like I caught myself actually talking to my supervisor. I was like, this fucking pizza is good. He goes, yeah, right? I was like, yeah, for Pizza Hut pizza. He's like, yeah, they've changed the recipe. I'm like, man, they all do that. Domino's changed the recipe a few times. Papa mm-hmm. John's has changed the recipes. These guys have too. And they've got like a art like a herb, a garlic herb kind of crust. Oh man, it's so fucking yeah, good. I'm, I'm not so- a huge fan of that. Now, their sauce it's funny because he was saying that he didn't, he didn't, uh, he liked the sauce because it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, too sweet. And for me, the sauce had a sweet tang to it. And I love that. I like a sweetie, not super sweet. I don't want fucking syrup for a sauce, but yeah. I like a, I like a sweet, uh, tomato sauce. So I was like, fuck it. Uh, a few days later, I was like, I'm going to get my pizza. I want to get a pizza the way I want it. And mm-hmm. they had a deal where you could their cheesy bite pizza was what they were promoting, and it was like nine bucks for the pizza, and it's normally thirteen, fourteen, something like that. Get two toppings, yada yada. I said, "Fuck it," I bought it. Brought it home. I ate some, gave the wife some. We both were like, "This is fucking good." Like, so the cheesy bite pizza for anybody that doesn't know. If you've ever seen pizzas they used to have, they would have cheese in the crust. This is the same way, but they've cut the crust up and basically turned it sideways. So you pull these, think pigs in a blanket, but it's cheese in a blanket. You basically have fucking cheesy breadsticks with your pizza. Yeah. And they give you they give you uh, marinara with it, so you can dump them. You can dunk them just like you do breadsticks. It's fucking awesome. We've had that twice. <laughs> and... uh yeah, the thing that sold it for me at the end of the day was, uh, so we bought the second time, so then her and I bought our own individual pizzas because we want to try our toppings the way we want them. Like, now we're going to get our pizzas the way we want them. And uh, just happened circumstance, we had dinner different. We had a different dinner the next night, and then lunch we ate somewhere the next day and another dinner. This pizza sat in my fridge for like three days. I threw that shit like three days later in the, in the microwave, heated it up, just as good. So, oh yeah. Okay, so now I'm good. So it doesn't taste like shit when it's been sitting up for a few days. Yeah. Um. So Papa Papa, Papa John's, I like you, man. But pizza, it's just they just kind of bolt. They come out of nowhere and bulge you out. Sorry. Yeah. Domino's. I talked to this before. Domino's is always my favorite. Uh, growing up and mm-hmm. as a young adult, but then probably eight or so years ago, they changed their recipe. Uh, added yep. the garlic crust type crap, yep. and I do not like. Any of the above. Um, yeah. The sauce isn't as good. The They changed their crust style. Uh, and this is kind of across the board. The, th- the crust thickness has changed. So mm-hmm. hand toss is now what I used to consider thin. Yeah. Um, but pan is way more than I want. Pan's pan. You know, that hasn't really yeah. changed. Yeah. But I haven't been able to find a good hand-tossed pizza. Um, we've actually settled on a local place. Uh, 
it's not a chain, but it's, you know, just one of the, it's a, it's not a pizzeria. What's the ones that are basically just Italian food? Uh, yeah. It might be, they might consider themselves a pizzeria still, mm-hmm. uh, but they typically have some other name to them. Uh, yeah. But they have good pizza. Um, they don't seem to have a lot of the other stuff, uh, like the pizza place we used at one point. Uh, they actually had burgers and stuff too you could get, which oh, was nice. nice when you didn't want the pizza or you wanted, you know, something else uh, yeah. with it. But yeah, so we have a local place for our pizza now. Kind of good compromise. Yeah, that's the same way with us, man. We have there's a local place like on the coast uh, called Salamuki's, and we like if we if we want to go dine out, like if we're trying to figure out what we want to eat, you know, you want to eat Italian, want to eat Chinese, you want pizza. If we want to go sit down somewhere and eat pizza, mm-hmm. uh, we'll go there. It's a, you know, it's the same thing. They make they make their own gigantic pizzas, their own homemade sauce. They have their own unique styles of pizzas, their own their specialty crust, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. We know where to go if we want generic ones, but if it's like you know. Eight o'clock. We just want to order some pizza. Probably not going to get any more because I'm gonna have to go to Pizza Pizza Hut and get and get the pizza. <laughs> yeah, um, Pizza Hut's our uh, our chain for our household. Yeah. And um, it also sucks because we I, I'm seeing that the cheesy bites are for a limited time, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, it's just another thing in life. You can't. <laughs> you just you, you, you got to fucking live it up while you can because it's gonna you know, go away. Since we're talking about food and you're talking about limited time food, you know who really annoys me with that crap. Who's that? Taco Bell. No shit. They right? are. My God. So like it, and this really started for me when they got rid of Baja sauce. Now yeah. I've been, <laughs> I've been using, I used Baja sauce since I was in high school, which, mm-hmm. you know, for me wasn't as long as for you, but still yeah, a good you know, Like three time. years ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, yeah. Like 13 now at this point. But yeah, so I, I started using it. I was introduced to it while I was still in high school. Um, I want to say probably when I was 16 or 17. Used it since mm-hmm. up until three years ago. Mm-hmm. They discontinued it. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, yeah, the, the lady's like, oh, we don't have it anymore, but this is what's replaced. It's basically the same thing, just different name. I was like, sure, give me give me it on the side, you know, and I'll try it. Because uh, yeah. I always got boss sauce as a side. I didn't put it on anything. I got it and dipped. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, oh, yeah, give it to me. First off, this shit was pink. Baja <laughs> sauce is not pink. So immediately we've got an issue. This doesn't even look the same. I'm like, all right, fair enough. You know, recipes change. Things change. Yeah. It's branded as something else. You know, that's fine. It's pink now. Dipped. Go ahead. Let, let me let, let us, the end of time cast, give our audience some advice. And I don't care if you're 50 or you're 15 listening. Listen to us, okay? If there's a restaurant near you, especially if it's a chain restaurant or a big franchise type restaurant, and you find an item menu that you like, go eat that shit until you're sick of it. Because I guarantee <laughs> you, if you like it, it's going off of that fucking menu. Wendy's yeah. did it to me. McDonald's has done it. Uh, Taco Bell's done it. Uh, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings have done it. I I, I could lose. I, I could I could go on every uh fucking IHOP. Who the fuck gets rid of cinnamon? Fuck you, IHOP. It's going <laughs> fucking crazy. Uh, man, this has been something I've realized just a lot in my life. Like there will be a really good item, and if it's 
if it's it, it doesn't even have to be like on their specialty hey limited time only menu they they'll pull shit straight off the regular fucking menu yeah so mm. i got this pink sauce i have my burrito which is what i dipped in it God, and it just doesn't even sound like it looks good Ugh. so I, I dip it in i'm like all right they said it's the same thing i tasted it, i was like this is not Baja sauce. I spit it out. I threw the pink shit away and just ate my burrito plain <laughs> angrily. This is Thousand you know. Island. I've been duped. It, it was actually based on ranch, oh, which is even oh, worse because I don't on. like ranch. Come um, on. So, yeah, pink ranch. Um, basically ranch with spicy stuff thrown in it, I guess, was what they were going for there. But, yeah, yeah. so that, that was the start of it. Uh, they had taquitos. Um, yeah. which were really good. That's what I ate a lot when I was in Korea. Funny enough, what do I eat in Korea? I go to the on-base taco and get taquitos. <laughs> um, uh, to be fair, we, did, we didn't have a lot of on-base options. We had just a little food court. Uh, yeah, but I love Taco Bell. So. When I was in guitars, the same way. We had a Burger King. I think there was a Baskin Robbins. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a... There was something pizza. It might have been... It might have been... A, it was a Domino's. Yeah. No, so, so that's it. So they got rid of taquitos. Uh, more recently, they had their chicken chips, which were really good. Um, funny thing. So they discontinued the chicken chips, but they still had this. Uh, I don't remember what they, I think they called it breaded chicken quesadilla. It was mm-hmm. the freaking chicken chips on a quesadilla. Oh, but wow. you could not buy the chicken chips anymore. Oh, I was like, man. are you serious? Because I don't know if I got it or my girlfriend got it, but. I was like, let me try that. And I took a bite and actually looked at it as I was chewing. And I was like, that's a chicken chip. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, so I did that. Um, they have the nacho fries things they've had. They actually brought them back. But I think that one they said was going to be limited time. But I was yeah. just waiting for the day. And I still am when the fucking nacho, the Doritos, to- the Doritos tacos go away. Yeah, I'm surprised um, that's still there. I am. I uh, thought that was going to be limited time. When I first got that, and this was like a year after they brought them out, I ate it, and I was like, man, I could barely taste the Dorito. Well, somebody must have heard me, because they <laughs> they put some dust on those shells now. I can definitely taste uh, the Dorito aspect of it now. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm, I just, not, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it to just go, yeah, yeah, I want it anymore. Yeah, I'm not a big hard taco fan. I prefer soft tacos, but when I do get a hard taco... It'll typically be a Dorito one as part yeah. of some meal or something like that. Same here. Um, I've always been a soft yeah. taco guy, but if, yeah, the only way I'll get a hard taco is a Dorito taco. <sighs> and it's junk food. It's such garbage food. I know. But oh, yeah. Man, I feel so fucking crazy when I tell people like, yeah, I know, but it tastes good. And they're like, Ugh! it's like, yeah, well, it, yeah. I don't know to tell you. I mean, it, it tastes good. I know it's bad. I know it's bad for me, but it tastes good. Yeah. And that's my big thing. It's like, I don't care how bad it is. It tastes, or how bad for you it is. It tastes good. I'm going to yeah. eat what tastes good. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to eat I know eat I'm putting day. filth in my body. <laughs> I, I know I should be regretting this, but you know what? I don't. The fact that good. I eat fast food, so, I mean, we spread out our fast food. You know, we will have Wendy's, and then like three or four days later, we may have some Taco Bell, and then three or four days later, we may have Sonic, three or four days later, some Subway. We don't eat fast food enough to where it's like two, at least two of the meals a day are fryer food. You know, we know better. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't know. I mean, there's, 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 I can look across the Taco Bell menu and pick all kind of things like, mm, it tastes good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, if you go to fucking lost, Tra- I know that, damn it. But sometimes I just want to go through the fucking drive through and get home. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I went down the escapade. There's that, that's my four hour story on Pizza Hut Pizza <laughs> uh, and how I'm being sold on. So video games. All right. So last we left off on the wild adventures of, of Michael and gaming. I was playing Wild Arms 2. Yep. This is an RPG for the PlayStation. And I played it for probably another five, six hours, maybe, maybe even 10. And just kind of got out of the mood for the game. I don't know if it was out of the mood for the game itself, bored with the game itself, or just maybe I was in that RPG mood and kind of got out of it. But mm-hmm. I was kind of starting to get bored playing it. And I hate do it. I hate that, that it happens. But I mean, it can. Uh, the game is not bad. It's not a hard put down. It's not a, it was not a Final Fantasy VIII put down. It was just a, eh, I'm just kind of done with this for now. And was going, th- I had a bit of, just a little bit of a turmoil. I was like, oh, what am I in the mood for? Uh, I played some Shinobi for the PlayStation 2. I have yet to beat that game and I've always enjoyed it. I like the artistic nature of it. I like the, his red scarf that flows behind him. And the fact that I love, like, that kind of combat, uh, kind of, kind of sort of reminiscent of, uh, it reminds me of, uh, quick, quick style combat, like Bayonetta or Devil May Cry or, uh, Ninja Gaiden, like Black or stuff like that. So I, I picked it up. I put about two or three levels into it. And I was watching, uh, I was, as I'm playing this, I'm scrolling through YouTube, getting my YouTube video stuff going on. And the Easy Allies had a Huber syndrome, which I'm gonna tell you all right now. You guys really should go check out the Easy Allies YouTube channel. Here, they're a bunch of great guys. If you don't know the story behind those guys, they used to be uh, game trailers. They were a big company. The company went downhill, and almost all the guy, the the most of the core crew got together and said, "Well, hell, we'll, we'll bring it back. We'll make our own channel." And they're, and they're a bunch of good guys. There is a gentleman on there named Michael Huber. Who, if you think I get enthusiastic about certain games, if you think that I can hype somebody up over something, you have not met Michael Huber. Michael Huber, he could sell, he could sell fucking, I don't know, fire to the devil. I don't fucking know. He could sell anything. If there is a game that he is passionate about, he will get so excited, but not the excited that pushes you away. The kind that does just the opposite makes you go, maybe I want to try this game. Um, a couple games that he's most notably passionate on is uh, like Resident Evil 2. He loves Resident Evil 2. So when the Resident Evil 2 remake got announced, he just lost his fucking shit. <laughs> I got to watch that live as it was happening. It was very funny. Very, very nice. Uh, he actually shed tears when he was playing the demo at the E3 station. That's how passionate this guy is about these games. Well, anyway, he has a show called Huber uh, Syndrome where he just, just blurts out whatever's on his mind. He talks about topics, uh, game releases, news announcements, whatever. Five, ten minutes. Hey, this is just shit going on in Michael Huber's life. And it was him and uh, one of the co-creators of Easy Allies and Game Trailers, uh, Brandon Jones. And apparently the both of these two have played almost all, if not all, of the Batman Arkham games. And they were just gushing back and forth. If you've ever heard me and Chris gush about God of War, or if you've heard me and Chris gush about Persona 5, that's what they were doing. But they were doing about the whole Batman Arkham series. 
And I made it probably 10 minutes into this move in this video and I stopped. I had to stop. I had to stop because like, man, I'm getting shit spoiled for me. And I have heard from so many people that these games are so good. Yeah. Uh, I think Arkham City was the one that had the cover that had uh, like game of the year shit all over the cover or that might have been Batman Origins. I don't remember. Either way, it's. I can't think of somebody that I've walked across that have. I think I actually. That's a lie. I think I've watched a couple of videos where people actually broke down, you know, some bad points about the game. But I've always heard great things about these games. I bought all. I bought the three main games when they were on sale a while back. So Arkham Asylum, Arkham, excuse me, Arkham City, and Arkham Origins. And I've had them sitting in my Steam library for a while. I played Arkham Asylum a couple years ago for a little bit and it got sidetracked by something. Some other game came in and swooped the feet out from under it. Uh, I thought I had felt that I put about 10 hours in that game. Apparently I've only put a couple. So I, I said, all right, Huber, if, uh, and Brandon, as much as y'all are gushing about this, as, as excited and happy y'all are, and as much as I've heard from everybody else in the world about these games, I'll go try them out. So. I erased my file in Batman Arkham Asylum and I ran through Arkham Asylum all the way through. Uh, had a pretty good time. Had a pretty good story. I do agree with a lot of uh, negative things said about the ending. Uh, I don't like the way they did the Joker. I don't like. I don't like some of the boss designs in the game. I don't like. There's there's some. It was a mostly positive experience. I did not walk away from that game after beating it. You know, backflipping. You know, this was not God of War Persona 5 at all. It was like, oh, I beat it. Okay, cool. Um, I had heard from many sources as well that, man, if you like Batman Arkham Asylum, you're going to love City because that game blows up. It becomes big open world and side objectives and boxes to check off and things to do and things to find and quests to, to accomplish. And I said, okay, all right, you know, I, I, I like a good open world game. Sure. Mm-hmm. And if it's going to add to the formula of Batman that I've already known from the Arkham Asylum, it's going to be great. Uh, I've made it through... I don't know the percentage of the hours right now. I, I could pull it up. I want to say it, I'm like 30-something percent through that game. I just finished where uh, I was helping Mr. Freeze, Dr. Freeze. And I'm like the next quest or two after that. Either way, uh, I have also put that game down. Um, I don't, I don't know. So the story in this game is pretty good. I like where they're going. They, 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 they put more time into the voice acting. They put mm-hmm. more time in the in the mocap in the movies and all and all that stuff. The way that they've written a lot of these Batman characters, I enjoy. I like the darker tone to them, the more the slightly more realistic tone to them because they do a really good job of meshing like the fantasy-esque parts of Batman with the reality. They do a good job of meshing that. But the combat for me has become just too repetitive. Uh, matter of fact, I remember the exact place that I'm at. I'm at the part where uh, Joker wants to one-on-one fight you, but he says, ah, just kidding, come fight these other 20 guys. And this is like the 20th time I fought a group of 20 guys. And I'm not saying that I'm some judo fucking expert in this game. <laughs> I can't do this shit blindfolded, but I will tell you this. Spam the punch button until your hands bleed. The moment you see a blue icon, spam the Y button one time. 
the moment you see a red icon, spam the B button one time and just keep mashing that punch button. That's basically what a lot of it comes down to. It's very repetitive combat, coupled with a lot of the mediocre fights that I that are still in my mind from Batman Arkham Asylum. Uh, I'm just I'm just gonna have to say that these games are not exactly for me. Are they good? Yeah. Are they worth a playthrough? Sure. Uh, Chris, would you want to play these games? I'll tell you kind of the same way you tell me about No Man's Sky. If you catch all these, all three of these games on sale, you know, a good Arkham bundle for like half the price or less, yeah, pick them up, man. Check it out for yourself and see your own opinion. But over yeah. the past three years, you know, we're talking Breath of the Wild, Persona 5, God of War. These These games are not in that territory for me. But everybody around me has been like grabbing me by my ears and screaming at me and shaking my head. Batman Arkham games are so good. The combat is immaculate and the the gadgets are great. This game, these games are about like a seven ish, six and a half, seven for me. Um, I don't think that's for me being like a lack of a of a Batman fan either. I love Batman. I love all the comic stuff. I don't I don't have prejudice. And I love the dark knight tone of Batman. I love the I do love the gadgets. I love uh his story. I love his villain stories. Mr. Freeze is one of my favorites. Uh the fact that he's like a villain but not really a villain. He's just trying to save his wife. And they he he he's done really good in the uh, Arkham City game. But I just kind of got bored. I just kind of got tired of the repetitiveness. <laughs> the story makes me want to go forward, and it sounds shitty to say, I know, but fuck you, I've already paid my money, so I can do what I want. It's not like I'm doing it outside the fact. I can go watch an Arkham movie right now. I mean, if I want to do that, I can just go watch the Arkham story played out in movie format. Yeah. Um, I just don't have a severe ton of desire to go back into that game. Now... That's that's a lot of negativity. It's I know I'm sounding really wishy washy. I'm just trying to make it clear that like this is not. I don't think they're horrible games. They just kind of got bored. They got boring for me. I've played open games before. I've done the whole thing where pull the map up and there's other objectives on the screen. Uh, I've done this thing where touch this icon, it starts a mini game, and you got to you know do this race within ten seconds, and you get you get some points or whatever. I do like the gadgets. I like the the way the terrain opens up a little bit, how you have to use the terrain to solve puzzles sometimes, like uh, being in that boiler area and throwing the ice thing and making like an ice uh, platform to walk on and then pulling yourself across. I, I, I get it. But I just started starting going. I just started getting <sighs> with that game. And I, I that shouldn't be. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't feel that way when you're playing a game. Yeah. So, so funny thing, I actually have uh, several Batman Arkham games, and I don't know how they're named, but mm-hmm. I have Origins, Night City, Asylum. Uh huh. That's the that's okay. That's the four main ones. I said three, okay. but that's yeah. And okay. from and- what I understand, <laughs> the night game was the last one of those main games, and that was the one that came out and had all that uproar about it being super fucking buggy and uh, like crashing people's computers and like half the world population that bought this game was wanting their money back, and they were like, whoa, whoa, we'll fix it, we're sorry. 
Yeah, uh, and, and also heard it wasn't that good. It revolved a lot around the the fucking driving mainly, and I'm not into that either. So yeah, and just to give some insight on how bad my uh, Steam backlog is, I've owned those games since July of 2015. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bought them all at once, part of a Steam sale. Yeah, all at once. So this is what I would say to you, Chris, since you actually own them, uh, try it out, man. At, at some time okay. in the future. And if you start getting through Arkham Asylum, which is the first one, and you start getting a, eh, it's not for me, just go watch the fucking Arkham movie. That's that's pretty much what I'm going to do. Um, It has things in there for, for lots of people, though. This this game should be up my alley. Uh, now I know what Giant Bomb and all these people, I get that feeling when they say this game should be for me, but I don't care about it. Because it has, like... It's a collect-a-thon at points. You know, like in uh, Arkham Asylum, there are uh, Riddler trophies hidden all over the place. I'm all about that. You know, go find these hidden things to collect. Uh, what else? What else? They have, like, uh, riddles you got to solve, and you have to take pictures of specific, like, points in the map. But, yeah, stuff to, stuff to find. Stuff to check off. That's, that's, that's it. That's all for me. But... Yeah. I just started getting bored of it all, and especially with the combat being so repetitive. It just if this is these are the kind of games that are for people who haven't played like superior fighting uh, or action kind of games. Like if you when you go from like Bloodborne to this, you go, "Mm, that's cute. And I know that sounds super disrespectful. I'm not trying to be an asshole, but I'm just saying I've I played better combat style games. Uh, hell, going from Devil May Cry three to this, yeah, I'm sorry, Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. It's really cool to be punching a bunch of people, and and then as soon as somebody goes to attack you, you counter block, twist, flip around. I yes, Batman, you are fucking awesome. <laughs> but it just. <sighs> It just yeah. got it just got ordered. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Batman Arkham Games. I gave you a try and I did my best. I may I may go back to these sometime in the future. I mean, who knows? You know, I'm so fucking up and down with these games. I may go try it again, but I, I just kind of lost a desire. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last game that I kind of went back to for just a minute, it's gonna be something I'm probably I may be working on this for the duration, but again, man, I've got this strange fucking itch to go back to another game. Like I keep thinking about Persona Five, yeah, and I keep debating whether I want <laughs> to go back and play. I'm telling you, it's getting close. I'm on the edge. I did uh, a quick update to the audience as well before I get to the last game, and it's only going to be a quick second anyway. But yes, I I canceled my pre order thing on Amazon. For the new Spider-Man game, I went to another avenue. I just went to GameStop. You can just pre-order the damn code and pay for it outright. And when that code comes in, I will download and be playing the new Spider-Man, which I believe is September 7th. So I'm roughly a month away from playing. That, that'll that probably be a time where I get into a game and you know continuously play it, get into it very hefty. Right now, until something, this entire month, until something catches my eye and attention, uh, I'm probably going to be wish-washy around for a while. I was playing some Steam games before I got into, I forget the last bunch of games, I think before Wild Arms, even before Wild Arms. 
Uh, the Pharaoh Rebirth is a game mm-hmm. for Steam that I was playing and working on. It's uh, it's Metroidvania. It has a very cool little, I want to say, twist-ish toward the middle of the game. I don't want to spoil, but it's got a little gameplay change in there, which I, I enjoy. Uh, and I, I picked that back up and kind of went into it. It's uh, Metroidvania is one of those, uh, it's one of those genres that is easy for me to roll right into and easy for me to get back into. So I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a case of I'm in the mood to play a Metroidvania. It's just, I knew that that was one of the last games that I played and it was probably going to be me going down my steam list and going, all right, let's try this. All right, let's try this. All right, let's try this. I just happened to remember playing the uh, Metroidvania game and got back into it. I made it a couple more levels into it. It's uh, I, I'll tell you now, and this may be just because I am a Metroidvania fan. Uh, this game for me was worth the price. I think I picked this one up on sale. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure what it is. I could go look, but I'm super lazy right now. Uh, but it's a Metroidvania game. And it's uh, it, it's got a few different. It's it is Metroidvania, but it's more like it's more like a straight path Metroidvania, where like the game is going to push you forward, and it's going to give you the items and the paths, and it's going to give you the direction of where to go, and you're going to be going forward and making pro- progression to the game. But it's like they they also give you items that say, hey, you know, if you want to go backtrack, you can use these things and you can go back and get some more upgrades. It gives you the option to to go back and pick up things. Yeah, so, so I was about to say optional Metroidvania, essentially. Right, right, right. A true Metroidvania is, no, stop here because you don't have the double jump. Mm-hmm. No, stop here. You don't have the red sword. This is more like, no, when you get to the end of this big map, you're going to get the key to the next area, but you're also going to find this item that you know is going to give you that glide ability that you can use back in a previous level to get stuff, to get stuff. So all around, and again, this is the gimmicky nature of it. It was something that does not really appeal to me as, oh, let's be random. The fact that it's, it's a, it's a rabbit archaeologist and he's racing to get treasures against <laughs> a turtle archaeologist. It, yeah. they play it, they play it around really good. There's a good amount of dialogue in this game, text form, of course, not, uh, not voice. And it's, it's another one where I go, all right, guys, I'm seeing a lot of text boxes pop up, but it's actually pretty well written. Uh, the game is really good. It's very tight uh, uh, controls and just all around. I'm enjoying it. And again, this is like one of 60 or 70 other Steam games for me to bounce around to. So yeah. I may keep I may keep going around my Steam list. I may beat this and then move on to who knows what else. It's going to be interesting to see what I get into. And again, I think though this month is going to be maybe just nothing but turmoil for me i think one of the reasons why i'm not playing persona 5 right now is now because i know i'm getting that spider-man game on the 7th and i know when i get that spider-man game i'm going to be into that i don't want to be fighting between persona 5 i don't want to run the risk of being like 100 hours into persona 5 and then spend 300 on spider-man and then be like yeah well i'm not going back to persona 5 now it's been fucking three months so yeah, you know, I was actually wondering, and I, I wanted to pose this question to you, because um, I was looking through the upcoming games. Um, I don't know if you've looked at it, but I have the tab on our spreadsheet. Well, it's kind of some big release schedule stuff. But I was looking, I was trying to think, out of these, what would I expect to be, you know, the next God of War, the next Persona 5, the next game that just hits us? Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure what it would be. 
I mean, for me, maybe Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. Um, I know probably not for you, uh, but maybe that for me. I don't know. It, it seems kind of, I don't see something jumping out like those games did anytime soon. I'm going to say that for me, and it could be just because of how much I'm being sold on the game from everybody else. Uh, it's going to have to be really because, again, I've never played a Spider-Man at all. But the the excitement that I'm hearing from people about this Spider-Man game is what's drawing me into it. Uh, mm-hmm. The I, I get the open world aspect of it. It's, it's going to be something else. But, well, I mean, that's, that's unfair to say because I, I think the Arkham games are like a decade old by now maybe a little younger, but this is fresh. And I'm not saying that the Spider-Man game is going to be great because it's fresh. I'm saying that of all the complex shit I keep hearing in this game, the way the combat's done, the open world nature, the fast pace of it all, uh, I think this is the one that's going to be it for me. I'm hoping. If it's not, well, you know what? I took a gamble. But right now, with Sony, especially with Sony exclusives, actually, is Spider-Man... That is, that is a Sony exclusive, isn't it? Yes, PS4 okay. only. Yeah, uh, Persona Five uh, exclusive, uh, Bloodborne exclusive, God of War exclusive. That's that's the Marvel syndrome for me right there. You know, Sony has given <laughs> me enough so far to make me go, okay, okay. Yeah. You guys keep giving me games that I think are going to be okay, and they're blowing my mind. With the exception of Bloodborne, I, I knew Bloodborne was going to be good, but mm-hmm. Persona Five, that's me. That's me being the fucking smarmy, folded arm asshole going, huh, a JRPG <laughs> for me? A Persona game? Yeah, whatever. And then I fucking dove in, you know? Yeah. So, you know, since, since I'm done with Persona 5, I was actually thinking, you know what? I went, I was looking through my PlayStation case not too long ago for one of our episodes. I was like, you know what? I should, I should play Persona, the first one. Yeah. Because I have <sighs> the disc. I could play it right now. I'm like, well, you know you what? Now. I should go back because I played it. And I was not good. I didn't understand anything that was going on. But that's the way Persona works, you know. It wasn't like the uh, Persona 5, okay, you've got this objective by this date. It's like, hey, you've got this map you can run around on. Do stuff. From what I've understood, (laughs) this is funny. Well, we could have a half-hour tangent on this one alone. Mm -hmm. But I've done some research uh, on on forums. I've, I've, I've typed up my own fucking words here and there. And I've been like, look. I have not, I have no experience and I, oh, please audience, please, if you are a persona aficionado or you can tell on this, please email us, message us somehow, twit the fuck out of me because I want to know this. I looked at the more <laughs> opinions about this, the better. Just like, look, I have no experience with persona. Persona 5 was my very first and I put hundreds of hours into it and I love that game to death. If I want to go back and play the old games, any one of them, what ones do you recommend and why? And I'm telling you, the one thing I've heard from most people is that you that we are spoiled with Persona 5. This is something we should already know, Chris. We should already understand this. We played something that was that was this year or, or last year. You know, this is an older game. They've gone through iteration after iteration after iteration. They've changed things. They've modified things. They've upgraded things. Yeah. Persona 5 apparently is a very sleek, a very processed, and maybe even to their detriment to some people because they're hardcore to the franchise. Uh, dare say maybe a, a little watered down. Uh, that, but I don't, I don't take it that way. Uh, I take it as in they have, they have made these formulas perfect. 
you know. Uh, and what I'm hearing people say is that if you go back and play Persona Four or Persona Three, you're gonna have a you're gonna it's gonna be kind of herky jerky for you because the way that the the personas work and the way that learning the magic works and the way that this works and that works, you're going back in mechanics. You're going mm-hmm. back in in development. So it's not going to be the same experience. And I understand that. I, I get that. Yeah. I'm not expecting Persona 5 again. That's, right. that's, that's a miracle. That's only going to happen once. <laughs> uh, I, but I'm also hearing on the same side that if you like the story part of the Persona series, uh, which I did, you will like Persona 4 and Persona 3. I've heard that those two are the main two. You know, you just need to flip a coin and pick between those two. But you just need to know okay. that if you do that, you're going back to some archaic ways. You know, you're going to you're going back to a different, uh, more more steps involved systems. You know, instead of taking five steps, you're taking 15 stuff like that. Sure. So and I, I cannot I cannot find enough people to come to an exact consensus of which one to play. <laughs> I do, I found somebody sent me a, a spreadsheet kind of not a spreadsheet, but like a, a graphic that had, I don't know, the 20 something persona games out there. Yeah, because, you know, there's persona, that. there's Shin Megami Tensei. There's all these ones. There's all these spinoff games and handheld games. They sent me like, here's all of them. And here are some details about all of them so you can pick which one you want. I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Uh, I, I pose this to the audience as a whole. Sell me on other Persona games. You know, I loved Persona 5. I was all in a Persona 5. I loved everything about it. Sell me on the other ones because I I kind of had to be sold on Persona 5. I don't know what finally tripped me up to make me want to play it, but I did, and I fell in love with it, so... Um, I can deal with older mechanics. I can deal. Come on, man. I play Super Nintendo, Nintendo, PlayStation games. I, I, I get it. I get it. But are are they good? You know, that's that's what I need to know. But um, as far as games that are coming out, yeah, I think Spider Man's Spider Man for me right now. That's my gamble game. That mm-hmm. is my. I don't want to say Infinity War. That's kind of unfair. <laughs> but this is my. This is kind of like my Guardians of the Galaxy for uh, the Sony franchise or Sony as a company. You know, you gave me Bloodborne exclusive, great game. You gave me Persona 5, great game. You gave me God of War, great game. Now you've got credit. Okay, Uh, so here's this new game that everybody is talking about, that everybody's played these demos for, and I'm hearing a lot of hype around it. It's supposed to be really fun, really good. Okay, Sony, I've never played a single Spider-Man game at all. Not out of hatred, not out of dislike for Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man too, just like I like Batman and Wolverine and X-Men and all these people. I like it all. But me just running out of the blue and buying a Spider-Man game is going to be an out of the blue thing for me. So I'm I'm going to, I've done it. I've I've given, I've put my money over and I've got a copy and we'll see if it's bad or if I don't enjoy it or if I get bored, you know what? Hey, you got one. Shit happens. But I'm hoping that yeah. this game is going to be really fun, really engaging. Uh, I'm hoping the the story is going to be good. The the, the actions, the cutscenes are going to be good. The swinging through the city and all the side objectives, and I hope it's all going to be great. We'll see. Yeah. We'll I, see. I don't know if I'll get it before uh, you give some feedback on it. It's not. Yeah. I don't think it looks bad by any means. It looks good. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if it's a game for me. You know, I don't yeah. know if it's one that I'll really want to sink a lot of time into. Really enjoy. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, and that's effectively me in a way too, because again, 
for the umpteenth time, I've never played another Spider-Man ever. Mm-hmm. So I've had a handful of in real life people, uh, in like a friends and acquaintances that have played like the PlayStation and PlayStation Two Spider-Man games, and they've they've danced around to being a good game. You know, very fun game. I've heard stuff like that before, but you know, Breath of the Wild in my face. I've never heard that about any Spider-Man game. Uh, and I'm not saying that I'm really seeing that right now either. It's just I'm seeing a lot of positivity about this game. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of like, hey, man, I played it. A lot of the hands-on people are the people that are selling me the most. You know, they're, they're, yeah. apparently the web sling is very fluid. The game is very forward-focused, action, action fast-forward-paced, pay, uh, good combat. A lot of environmental use, which which is something I love. So we'll see. We'll see. My cards on the table, Sony. Hopefully impress me. After Spider-Man, though, I don't know. I'll have to look and see what's coming out. Let's see. Yeah. Um, maybe Breath of the Wild 2 will be good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Just be, just be forewarned, audience. Next week, you may hear me talk about 15 different Steam games. I don't know. I may get in this world. It just happens. I never know what I want until I until I play it and sit down and, and want it. Um, let's see, let's see. I think there's a couple other Steam games in my library that I was wanting to kind of maybe go back and trip over. There was I, I I keep wanting to give shouts out to Mutant Muds, and I know this must be like the the thing about Steam games is that there are so many there's so many games that I just picked up that two people have probably ever heard of and I can't really sell mutant muds like it's going to blow your mind because it's not going to, (laughs) but it was, it it was, it was very good. It was very good. Uh, and I'm still planning on going through that. Uh, the mini ghost already went through. Uh, I just, I just can't go through my library right now and pick out all these games that I want to try to get to. There was, there was even a slight chance of me going back and playing the Witcher three. That's another one that I was kind of wanting to do. Uh, I didn't necessarily like blaze through Witcher three, but according to Adam, I kind of did. Uh, Hmm. if I did, it was, if I did, it was accidental and Mm -hmm. I've gone through the entirety of the Witcher three and I went through the, I went through the blood and stone DLCs. I think that's what it's Heart of Stone DLC. So the Blood and Wine, I have not done yet. So okay. that's just another one. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to say. I, I hate feeling this way because I know the audience as well is like, dude, dude pick something. I'm I'm cursed with choices in my life. I really am. Especially with, uh, also with me having, there's, there's a bunch of PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 game libraries in my library that I've been thinking about going back and playing. And I've tried to, but okay. I'm just going to play this game for now. I'm going to play mm-hmm. the bunny game <laughs> and then we'll see what happens after. Just don't be surprised if I pull out some random PlayStation 2 game because I did get, <laughs> I did get some more of those brought out of my library. All right, so yeah, that's enough of my turmoil. Let's uh, let's get into the real turmoil for today. Oh boy, yeah, it's gonna be a doozy today. I think, yeah, I think so. Uh, and I didn't realize how doozy it was gonna be until I actually went back over the list. Uh, so the, the, the topic for the day in a time cast game of the year, nineteen ninety three, and this is this this will show you audience 
Okay, how bad my memory is. And maybe because the time is so quick for you, like if you if you, the audience, are going from one episode to the other to the other, you've only had about two or three episodes between our 93 review. Uh, But it's been it's been a few weeks for us. And I don't I guess I just brain dumped. I could not find my year in review list. Uh, I don't know (laughs) what I did with it. I guess I deleted it. So. I had to go the old-fashioned way and go back through the games and make my list out and then whittle that down to my picks. And as I was doing that and as I was making the list, I was like, oh, this is this is one of the first ones right here. This is a big one. This is a, this is a fight. <laughs> uh, it's going to be one. And I can honestly tell you, Chris, I, I'm no joke because we're going to have to debate this one. I We're going to have to debate this one. I do not have my number one picked. Like, a couple of our lists, a couple of our lists, I've been able to go, uh, yeah, duh. Some mm-hmm. lists I've been able to go, uh, I think in the end, this is kind of a duh. This is going to win out. This is going to be it. This one where it's like, mm, feelings are going to get hurt. This is, uh, <laughs> this is, this is going to set some boundaries right here. Mm-hmm. So for those of you in the audience, this is your, if this is your first time to an end of the time cast game of the year, uh, this is a format that I have ripped completely off, uh, the cinema sins. Uh, uh, actually, no, not cinema sins. I think giant bomb were the first one, how they did their, uh, ranking of the fighters list. Uh, it's basically, we're going to take a game. We're going to pop it on the board. Uh, it's, there's not a board for you to see. Obviously, this is a <laughs> this is an audio podcast and we're not using a board either. We're using a spreadsheet, uh, but we're going to put a game on the board. Random game. Boom. There it is. We're going to find another game and we're going to uh, debate whether we think that's better or worse than that game and so on and so forth around the horn. Uh, we don't necessarily have a set number of games that we have picked out every time. Uh, there were a couple instances where Chris had picked out 10 and I had picked out 10. There's no real set number. Uh, and if there was Adam here, I mean, that's, that's, that's three people. Chris could have picked six. I could have picked 10. Adam could have picked 24. There's no, there's no real rhyme or reason. What we do is we combine the list together and we go, all right, so these are all the games that we feel should be nominated for game of the year. Uh, they're not, that they, they don't exactly follow a criteria of the world either. Like we don't, we, we have been known to put games up or down the list solely because they are iconic. That's understandable, but we don't necessarily always go with like that or sales either. You know, we don't necessarily put a game above the other one because it's so great. This is kind of a, this is this is the end of the t- end of time cast deliberation. Okay, this is me and Chris, or me, Chris, and Adam coming together and going. This is how we feel these games. This is where we feel these games belong in this year. Uh, at the end of the day, it's going to be one game period, but it'll be a numbered format in a way, so you can kind of tell, you know, what was number three, what was number seven, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the goal of the episode is to determine what we, the end of time cast determined to be the game of the year for 1993 for this episode yep <sighs> all right chris i'm gonna put for no apparent reason i'm gonna put sonic spinball right here on the board so bam all right sonic spinball has been nominated um yeah i can see that i can see that i imagine this was this was yours yeah um yeah uh it was uh, game. made some made some made some noise for sure yeah, it's it's always fun when a series does something different. Um, and Sonic Spinball was a respectable 
attempted that. Uh, a very fun casual game, which Sonic games are anyway. You know, you pick up yeah. Sonic, you go fast for a bit, uh, if the levels permit, and then you're done until the next time you feel like picking it up. Sonic Spin yeah. Ball is very much in that same vein. Uh, it was a fun little game. Uh, I put almost as much time into Spin Ball as I did some of the main Sonic games. That says uh, a lot. Yeah, it was, it was fun. You know, it's not, it's not as hectic as some Sonic, uh, games and levels can get. It's much more relaxing, uh, but it's still very much a Sonic game. You know, you're collecting emeralds, you're defeating bosses, you're doing these things, but in a pinball style environment. And I think what made it an actual good game was that it wasn't a actual like pinball table game. You know, you've seen, yeah. you'll see those where they just theme a traditional pinball table. That's not yeah. what this is. This is levels where you have flippers to flip Sonic around, but they're very much, you know, it's a 2D almost platforming, you know, Sonic yeah. game. Because when you're not, there are areas that you can walk across the screen as Sonic. You can stop mm-hmm. and dash and spin off. Yep. That's Sonic. You know, they didn't, they didn't sacrifice too much of Sonic for this offshoot. And I think that's what makes it a respectable offshoot. Yeah. That is a solid, that's a solid point that you make about that. I really think, I really think that's something that wasn't emphasized enough. I'm, I mean, I guess because advertising was what it was back in the day, you know, it's hard to really sell people on a magazine article or mm-hmm. even a, you know, just a, just a, a review. But man, that's, that's what I've always thought about this game and always appreciated about it is like when you go to, there are some fancy, smancy fucking pinball machines out there yeah and there are machine mm-hmm. balls or machine uh <laughs> pinball machines for damn near any theme you know if yeah. there's a if there's a movie a tv show some kind of pop thing there's a pinball machine and mm-hmm. I, credit to where the pinball engineer credits are due you know them making you know the some kind of flow or you know you have to hit so many bumpers to make this thing pop up or if you go through this tunnel, you'll get popped into this area and it's like a hidden cave. Yeah, I, I they do that. Yeah. But in this game, there is genuine level negotiation and terrain movement going on in this game. Yep. It's This is more like a Sonic game with a pinball theme wrapped around it instead of a pinball game with Sonic mm-hmm. slapped on it. That's a good way uh, to put it. Yes, this is that's that's what needs to be. I wish it would have been more emphasized back in the day with this game. Cause I think it would have got a lot more buzz because I think what people saw. And I mean, when you see just the title, you know, Sonic Spinball and you understand it's Sonic Pinball, it's just, oh, OK, so I'm playing a pinball game and it's got Sonic shit all over it. Not the case. There is pinball functions in it, but there's still navigation. There's still going go, how get through the level. You just have to do it in a pinball way. So, yeah, 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 I'm cool with it being on this list. Uh, Chris, you pick the next one. All right. In uh, honor of our last list, uh, I think Mortal Kombat 2 should be next. So it can be our, you know, measuring stick. (laughs) Mortal Kombat 2. Do we think this is better or worse than Sonic Spinball? Hmm. It's a toughie. Because you're definitely talking to two vastly different types of audiences. Yep. Um, 
<laughs> it's going to win out for replay value because of the multiplayer aspect to it. Uh, it's going to win out for maybe... Hmm. I don't want to say action. It's a bad. It's because they both they both had their, they both had their own types of action. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to fucking revert to the if it was in front of me right now, what I want to play. Uh, I unfortunately have not played Sonic Spinball ever. I know I mentioned this before, oh, so okay. yeah, I can't. Uh, I would have to pick Mortal Kombat two just because of that. Also because of the the phenomenon that followed Mortal Kombat it got exploded even more with the sequel like they did more in Mortal Kombat 2 they did more and they did it better Uh, from a distance I could see that I wanted to play Mortal Kombat 2 and from a distance I didn't see that I wanted to play Sonic Spinball I know I'm missing out on it it's on me I'm totally willing (laughs) to eat that one but uh, I would put Mortal Kombat 2 above Sonic Spinball I, I suppose feel. that's fair. Um, I will say the one thing about replay, uh, the replayability of it, is that assumes you beat it in the first place. Um, True. More Combat 2, I talked about this. I think it's more Combat 2. Uh, I bought it. I beat it on the first try. Oh, it was wow. incredible. Um, yeah. Sonic Spinball, I've never beat that game. Ever. <laughs> um, so, replay value... I mean, I guess I replayed the first level a lot because I didn't get past like the second one. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> and um, and understand too, so so I don't sound like such an asshole about this. If we're talking like longevity, uh, depending on it's it, it's also subjective. You know who 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 you're who you had around to play the game with. If you were in that competitive. You know, you had these 20 friends around you, different people from mm-hmm. school, and y'all always met up like on Tuesdays and Saturdays to play Mortal Kombat 2. It's subjective. I get it. Because if the game is difficult, if the game is difficult and the game has enough uh, fun, you can. St- I go back and replay single player games all the time. So that's not exactly a fair. They both, they're both going to have their own replay value for their own reasons. But I feel a. Mortal Kombat 2 has just a little bit. It's going to edge out over the long, long run. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, and that was a tough one. Uh, that was a tough one. And, and one of those games I haven't even played yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Uh, the next game, I'm, I'm kind of moving my mouse around and not looking. And it lands on Star Fox. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, uh, let's let's go ahead and cut the bullshit right now. Uh, Star Fox is better than both of these games. Uh, first, I, I never uh, played this one. So. Oh, oh, well, now, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, admittedly, I have put ten times the amount of hours into Star Fox sixty four than I did <laughs> for the first Star Fox. I don't think I ever actually owned my own copy of Star Fox. I think it was one of those that I, I kind of long-term borrowed from people all the time. But the the graphics at the for the time, I understand they have not aged well. I understand that they're they're old old school polygon, but for what they were, if we're talking if we're keeping these games kind of in their mind frame, in their time frame, sure. Uh the graphics were cool. They were it, it wasn't mind-blowing, but it was definitely cool for like, wow, this is what the Super Nintendo can do. The aerial combat 
and the fun and entertainment of this game is present. It is there. The ability to upgrade your blasters, uh, the maneuvers that you could do, uh, the varying, the, the different places in space that you could travel to, the different terrains. Uh, this is a press, this is a predecessor for some great, a couple <laughs> great Star Fox games. And hands down, if I had all three of these in front of me, I'd go to Star Fox first. Uh, but that's just my personal take on it. Yeah, it's a little unfortunate I haven't played it. Um, I did play 64, um, and I enjoyed it, um, but I don't know. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm okay with putting it above Mortal Kombat too. Yeah. Um, thank God, because, oh man, I can't, like, I can't, yeah. I would have to make some ridiculous arguments to why I would put Mortal Kombat <laughs> 2 over Star Fox. Um, and, and just another little reference thing for the audience as well. I understand that hundreds of thousands of you are going, are you fucking kidding me? Mortal Kombat 2 and probably even 200,000 you are going, are you kidding me? Fuck you both. Star, uh, Sonic Spinball. This is just the way this all works. It's just me and Chris here, buddy. <laughs> it's just the end of time cast. So, uh, sorry if your game doesn't get picked over the other ones. Uh, Chris. All right. Um, let's see. Let's l- knock out another one that should be fairly easy. Uh, okay. Let's go Jurassic Park um, on the Sega. All right. Refresh my memory. This is the one that you could play as Alan Grant or a Raptor, correct? Yes. Okay. Um. See, now this is where the list gets rough for me because I would put Jurassic Park above Mortal Kombat for me personally, yes. but okay, below I Sonic was... Spinball. Uh, so. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> or at least um, around the same tier. Uh, here, here's where I stand on it. Okay. Obviously, I put it above Sonic Spinball again. I, and I have an appreciation for this game, okay? I'm going to have to play this one day and get my final, just get my final actual Michael words on it, okay? I'm not... I'm not knocking Sonic Spinball down because I just hate that game or something. I, I, I'm just indifferent to it. But when I look at where I would put it, where the first fight would really happen for me is Mortal Kombat 2. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so fucking childish, I know, but you can play as a raptor. There are level, there's <laughs> level terrain uh, maneuvering in that game as a raptor. And even playing as uh, as Alan is, is, is fun uh, every now and again. And when it comes to Mortal Kombat 2, here's the thing. If I'm putting these two games side by side, mm-hmm. I would want to play both of them. I would not turn either one of them away. But as time goes on, as I'm either kicking butt in Mortal Kombat or getting my butt kicked either way, without having external input from somebody else, that's that's going to get old. I mean, I, I can yeah. only go through the story modes one time or twice where I'm like, all right, I know the story, I'm good. And I have no competition but bumping the difficulty of Mortal Kombat 2 up. There is difficulty in Jurassic Park. Yeah. So there's challenge for me to go back to. There's lots of levels for me to keep playing. And the childish fucking nature of me that says I can go through and play as a raptor <laughs> for lots of levels. And as much as I love Jurassic Park, uh, that game is going to win out for me in the long run. 
uh, I'm going to keep wanting to play that game. I'm going to keep wanting to, f- to face the challenges. And even probably after I beat it, I'd probably keep going back to it. Yeah. Um, is Mortal Kombat 2 a better game? I mean, it's definitely a great fighting game. Mm-hmm. But as as me, Michael, between these two, what's going to win out in the end? Jurassic Park's going to. Now, is Jurassic Park going to win out of Star Fox? Nah. Sorry. <laughs> That's not going to happen. All right. So, yes. I, I as well am good for putting it above Mortal Kombat 2. Um, um, are you comfortable putting it above Mortal Kombat 2 and above oh, yeah. Sonic Spinball? Uh, I, I mean, given the order of the list, what we've done so far, um, I think above Mortal Kombat 2 is fine. Yeah. Um, I think for me it comes down to I never played Star Fox. Yeah. So this is rough for me. Um, I can leave it below Star Fox. Um, I think most of the fights are going to end up coming to, you know, Star Fox. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I'm okay with it. All right. So just a quick update for the audience where we sit so far. At the bottom, we got Sonic Spinball. And then going up the ladder, we have Mortal Kombat 2, Jurassic Park for the Sega Genesis, and then uh, Star Fox. All right. So I'm going to do my handy dandy mouse maneuver and close my eyes and when i wake up the mouse is pointing to oh fuck you oh no it's not okay sorry it's dark wizard um chris this is gonna be another one for you buddy because i don't think i've ever played this game i'm I'm gonna look it up yeah this is a sega cd game um which is why a lot of people will never have played it uh i actually went on ebay and bought a copy of it because the copy i originally played was andy's uh but Man, so much fun. It's a um not it's a turn-based, tile-based game where you have four heroes to choose from, uh so to speak. Um you actually have three heroes and then one bad guy you can play as. I think he's a bad guy. I don't actually know the stories. Um I never got that far <laughs> in the game to figure all that out. Um yeah. I believe he is evil. I think he's a vampire. Uh this evil guy. So you have three heroes and a vampire you can play as. The the premise is that on a map, you have your castle where your hero starts. Uh, You you summon or hire units. Uh, If you play as human, you hire, unless they're like a magical beast, like a rock or something, then you summon them or, you know, whatever the mechanics call them. Uh, units, you send the units across the map, they fight bad guys. Uh, the enemy, uh, leader has their own castle they stand on, and your objective is to kill them, you know, take over their castle thing. Uh, along the way, there are little, uh, village type things, uh, where you can actually enter them. Uh, I think you can. I'm trying to think. I don't think there's real, really much item usage. I think there were items in the game, but I, I don't know if I just never really encountered them as much or they're more story-related. I played the first level of this over and over and over so many times. Um, wow. I don't know if part of it is just because of, you know, the, tra- the uh, you know, traditional or what's the word the notoriously bad sega cd saves because they were on cartridges and then the cartridge would get jostled and the save was gone uh or it would just be a bad cartridge and cartridge in general uh, mm-hmm. but i play i put 
I don't know how many hours uh, into this game. Uh, if I were to ever do a list like yours of, you know, my top 15, top 20, this game would probably be on there. Um, it's that an, says a lot, man. That says a whole lot. It's an old, old game, Sega CD game. But even for its time, it was really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't even know a lot of the mechanics that were there. There's like, you go into the cities like I was talking about, you can talk at like the tavern and whatever, and this NPC will give you some, uh, some information, something, you'll get some, something. I don't know. There's a, there's this whole world of mechanics I never even knew about with putting hundreds of hours into this game because that was pre-internet. I didn't have all that stuff to, you know, look it up and know more about it. I only had what was in front of me. I didn't have, you know, a strategy guide or anything for this. Uh, I don't even know if one existed back then (laughs) with how (laughs) low key this game was. Um, Like Lunar, I had a strategy guide for Lunar and uh, Eternal Blue. This, nothing. Uh, So even without knowing about these other mechanics that I still don't really know about, uh, I put, I don't know how many hours, probably a couple hundred into it. Wow. Uh, so that being said, for me personally, this would go to the top of the list. Um, okay. And that's what that, but that's without playing Star Fox. Yeah. So we're kind of at this little impasse where you never played Dark Wizard. I never played Star Fox. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. And this is, again, this is where we, we guys and gals, we don't have fucking set rules for this, so to speak. Okay. We play this, these lists are they're fucking we make our rules up as we go okay we kind of have a format but <laughs> it's all feel okay i'm gonna tell you audience i'm gonna tell chris the same thing okay chris just told me out of his mouth which i can i can go back in this episode and listen to it when i do my editing and here he did say that he would put that game somewhere in his top 15 top 20 guys it took me almost two years to make my top 15 list and i only had one or two games that i knew oh like Final Fantasy VI, Colonel Trigger, and I think those two were it. I stopped there. Those are like, these two are going to be on that list. Uh, the other ones, while they would seem obvious, if you've known me you know, and talked to me, you'd think the other ones, well, yeah, of course you'd put Sweet Code in two. Of course you'd put Metroid Prime, but they all had to fight. They all had to fight to do that. Chris said he'd put this somewhere up there. Uh, I'm going to tell you now... Sonic Spinball, Mortal Kombat 2, Jurassic Park, Star Fox. I don't think any one of those games were were even in my top 100 debating. Uh, Star Fox 64 would probably be that. On that predication alone, I'm totally willing to, to, to go, sure, if you want to put Dark Wizard above Star Fox, go for it. I mean, right. you haven't played Star Fox. I haven't played Dark Wizard. But what I'm getting at here is I would not put Star Fox in my top 15, but you would put Dark Wizard above in yours. So... On that alone. Now, granted, Chris, the more that we're putting these other games on this list, you're going to have to do some of the bulk of the fighting for Dark Wizard mm-hmm. because <laughs> I, I I'm going to I'm going to be throwing haymakers for some of these games, and it's <laughs> going to be up to you whether you're going to have to fight this on your own. I'm going to have to go. Uh, sure, I've never played it, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. But there we go. So we got Star Fox ousted out by Dark Wizard, who sits at number one. For the time being, Chris, yeah. who's next? Um, 
you know, let's go with the one that's probably going to be a little bit easier for us. Uh, it's on both our lists of mm-hmm. uh, contenders, uh-huh. and that is Sonic CD. Yeah. Yeah, good one. Uh, not my favorite Sonic of all time. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. This is a 93 list. This is not the best Sonic mm-hmm. game. But uh, I, uh, that's number one. Number two, I've never beaten this game. I think I've made it through some of the levels. The past and future thing for whatever it was back when I was a a child, a young teenager, I just couldn't wrap my head around too much, so I didn't make as much progress as I wanted to. But those are... And and the somewhat off-kilter, not typical Sonic music. Those are the three negatives that I would put out for the game. The positives? This is a Sega CD Sonic. That's SSS. Nice. Uh, <laughs> the graphics were updated, of course, new style, new looks, uh, and the, gra- the music may have been different, but it was upscaled cause it was a CD base. It was CD based music. Yeah. Uh, it just, it looks good for what it is for the console that was on for the time it was released. Good Sonic game. Enjoyable. So where would you put it? Uh, If I had to put Sonic CD up here, I would probably put it below Star Fox, but above Jurassic Park. Really? That's that high? That's where it sits comfortably for me. Um, while I, well, here, here's some here's some reasons why Sonic Spinball. We already know Mortal Kombat Two. Again, that that's the the fighting games back in that day just don't have such a high. Like today, if I was to go all the way through and finish Injustice 2 or do everything that I could do in Killer Instinct or play Tekken 7 and get all these random characters, I could find some more personal reasons to put those games, you know, up the list when it comes to fighting games. But these games like Mortal Kombat 2, Super Street Fighter 2, uh, King of Fighters even, I just didn't have that. The swell for that game was around me. You know, I was a Mortal Kombat donut. Everybody around me was going crazy, and I was going, yeah, they're very cool, they're very fun, and I like uppercutting <laughs> and, you know, turning into dragons and having blades on my arms. Yeah, but nobody was playing with me. So yeah. if I was to choose between playing Sonic CD, which doesn't require two people, I'd play Sonic CD. Um, While I like, while I say I would like to go back to Jurassic Park and keep playing it and do those challenges, I have physically went back to Sonic CD far more than I've went back to Jurassic Park. So the obvious way in there is that one. But would I choose Sonic CD over playing Star Fox? Eh, no, no. That's just that's just the best my personal feeling on it. All right. So interesting. Are you are you cool with it being there? Do you feel it needs to move? You know, I'm. All right, I I, I want to petition you, okay, to uh, to allow Sonic Spinball to be moved up. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, ple- 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 so, ple- plead your case, good sir. All right, so. <laughs> Taking the two Sonic games side by side, Sonic Spinball, Sonic CD. While not the same type of game, necessarily, they are both Sonic games. And as we've talked about, Sonic Spinball wasn't this crazy outlier, you know, with unrelated at all, you know, 
It wasn't just a template on a pinball table. Um, I, I own both of these games on the original systems. I play both these games on original systems, um, around the same time. And I, I didn't really have an issue with Sonic CD, but it didn't have a big draw. Um, after playing one, two, three, I'm trying to, I don't know where it falls in the lineup of our uh, timeline, uh, with the other Sonic games, but I'm, I imagine this was probably after Knuckles, um, or at least between three and Knuckles, if not, uh, after. And I, I would pick Sonic Spinball almost any day over Sonic CD, uh, at least not for very long, you know, for Sonic CD. I might load it up, play a level or two, get to the, uh, I think the second level is a casino level in this one, maybe the third one. Um, but that's about as far as I'd get. And I was like, okay, um, it doesn't, I don't know, it's not anything new. You know, it's a Sonic yeah. game and Sonic games are good, but Sonic City yeah. didn't really offer anything new. Um, mm-hmm. Sonic's pinball, pinball with Sonic, that was new. Yeah. Um, and I would spend a ton of time playing that. And you know, I, I can totally see that too, because that's kind of how, and, and this is, this is not, I'm not trying to diss the game at all. I'm putting what you said into perspective for me as well. That's kind of how I've always felt about Sonic CD. You know, it is mm-hmm. more the Sonic, which is fine if you're Mega Man, but you're not <laughs> Mega Man Sonic, you're Sonic. And if I'm going from look at look at the generational gap, for example, and it just let's just pause the debate for a second. I just want to talk mm-hmm. about Sonic City for just a hot second. OK, let's look at the generational gap of, say, Super Mario Brothers three to Super Mario Brothers 64. OK, now I know that the so the so the CD was like 16 bit or maybe even 32 bit and the fucking 64 was 64. I get that there it's kind of kind of bad to make this argument, but just hear me out. Sure. When you go from Mario, Super Mario World to Super Mario 64, there are so many changes and so many differences and so many uh, arguably upgrades to that game. The Mm -hmm. 3D look, the seeing all your beloved, uh, a lot of these beloved enemies and characters in a 3D format, the, the control, the, the, the 3D control, the terrain, the, the, you know, go around and find this key to go unlock Boo's castle or whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay. Now, do I feel that way when I go from Sonic 3 and Knuckles to Sonic CD or Sonic 2 to Sonic CD? No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, okay, you pretty the graphics up. And you, and, it's, and, and you know what? If we want to make another argument, go from Mega Man 6 to Mega Man X. Yeah. Okay, you're definitely getting more side-scrolling, but you're getting better graphics. Okay, Sonic City has that. Yeah, but you also have wall climbing in Mega Man X. You have the armor upgrades in Mega Man X. You have uh, uh, being able to find have an upgrade that lets you charge the enemy's special weapons. You have the E-tanks, the sub-tanks. You have Zero as a character. You have some... Ex- go on and go on and go on. Yeah. When, when I go from whatever the fuck system console game came before Sonic CD when I went to Sonic CD I wasn't like wow I felt like <laughs> I should have been wowed you know I felt like it yeah. was like duh duh Chris this is Sonic CD it's a new it's, it's the upgraded console it's the it's better a console CD. 
yeah, this game is going to blow my mind. And I was like, hey, you're prettied up Sonic. You gave him a little bit better graphics. You gave him a little bit better sounding music. Okay, cool. But it's still just that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I get I get it. I totally get it. Now, as far as Sonic Spinball next to, Son- next to Sonic CD, I think you've pledged your case. I think you pledged your, your case good enough, you know, because at least when I go from Sonic and Knuckles to Sonic Spinball, I would be getting something different. I'd mm-hmm. be getting a different spin ha! on the on the formula <laughs> of Sonic. Um, so yeah, having said all that, I, I'm totally cool with that, man. I'm 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 I'm, I'm cool right. with that. So for the audience again, let's a quick update. Uh, after much much debate, we have on the bottom of the list, hanging on the ledge. As Mortal Kombat 2. We got Jurassic Park after that. Sonic Spinball, Sonic CD, Star Fox, and Dark Wizard. Still holding its rightful spot at the top. But maybe not for long. <laughs> Alright, so moving my mouse around and then bam, what I land on. Yeah, let's fucking do it. Kirby's Adventure. Okay. All right. Uh... This is going to be the first one, Chris. Sorry. It, I would automatically put Kirby's Adventure above Star Fox. And I've never played Dark Wizard, so yeah, no. If Dark Wizard can offer me more gameplay than changing the formula up to where I can suck in enemies and, and, and use their abilities and have secret areas all over the map and a, a wide variety of enemies to, to, to fight against and bosses, some of which I can use their abilities... Uh, just really, and to the definition, expanding on the Kirby franchise, then, yeah, Kirby's going to win out for me. Uh, hands down, of all the games on the list so far, I would pick Kirby's Adventure again and again and again. And I've beat that game so many times. I know mostly, if not all, the secrets. But, mm. yeah, that is that is such a that was such a surprisingly delightful game. Uh, especially when you go from... Kirby's Dreamland to Kirby's Adventure. Uh, Kirby's sure. Dreamland was very short. I think it was only like four levels long, and you can make the argument it was very childish too. So when you get this one, you're like, oh, okay, this is more floating. Yeah, I get it. Some more, I'm gonna puff air out and kill enemies, huh? And then you, mm-hmm. you know, you suck in a, a fucking fire enemy, and you're blown across the screen as a fireball. Right then, I'm in. I'm already in. And yeah. then there's multiple levels in each area. There's multiple. There's secret exits. There's secrets. There's mini games. Yeah, yeah. Kirby's Adventure right now is at the just shot all the way. Sorry, Star Fox, but I put way <laughs> more time to Kirby's Adventure than you. Yeah, um, yeah. I would have defaulted to it above Star Fox, um, just based on what I know about both games. Uh, I've played Kirby games. I don't know if I've ever played Kirby's Adventure. I don't think I have. But mm-hmm. I have played Kirby games, you know, so I know the mechanics you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and this is the NES uh, version. This is the, you know, that step you're talking about from where yeah. it started to these mechanics that are so, uh, so, what's the word I'm looking for? Standard for Kirby yeah. at this point. Yeah. This was um, the first that started the the Kirby that people know today. Yeah. I, I'm okay with that, uh, putting it up top. Um it's that point in a franchise that maybe turning point, maybe not, but that boost at the least uh, yeah. in the franchise. And I'm okay with that. Okay. 
Well, Dark Wizard has been dethroned by Kirby's adventure, but again, <laughs> it's not going to stop here. We're not done. We still got about we got about four more games to to, to debate over, and they're and they're heavy. Uh, Chris, um, all right, let's see. Ah, oh, man. Um, the issue with knocking out the easy ones first is I you left with a bunch the of hard audience ones. cannot see this because they can't see the screen that we're looking at. But Chris and I have a spreadsheet that him <laughs> and I both are are looking at. This would be the equivalent as if me and him were in a room with a with a white you know with a dry erase board. Mm-hmm. But the, you guys don't have any video and you don't have access to the thing, so we're looking at these games and going, mm-hmm. oh boy. All right, let's go with. Super Mario All-Stars. All right, let's do it. Another game in 1993, as these all are. Duh. So, refresh my memory. What did Super Mario... What did All-Stars do uh, that were, you know, game-changing for Mario or... Super Mario All-Stars, it was one of the first games to where, where, in my eyes, a remake or a remaster was... was I'm... I'm pretty sure that this is not the first game that's done it. I mean, technically, you could almost say some ports do that. But mm-hmm. uh, this is the first game for me where a company said, uh, hey, you know this game or these games you played in the past, we're going to give it to you with a facelift. So this is a compilation? Yes. This is okay. Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3, and uh, the Japanese Super Mario Brothers 2 released sure. here with Mario All-Stars called Super Mario The Lost Levels. Yeah, uh, that okay. fact alone makes it a little different. Uh, the yeah. fact that they put an entirely new game in there, and you—I mean, I think there were also some carts that had Super Mario World as well. So yes. you—I I don't know if that one was also '93, but uh, either way, '94 technically. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah, that doesn't count. As far as the list goes, you had four games in one. Uh. Nintendo did a graphical overhaul. No, I, I, well, let's let's not let's let's woe that back. <laughs> they did a graphical upgrade for all mm-hmm. three of these games. So Super Mario Brothers one got 16-bit style graphics. Uh, all the castles, the hills, the clouds, the enemies, Mario himself—they all got a 16-bit look to them. Same thing with two, and same thing with three. Uh, and then the the heretofore unknown lost levels also got this 16-bit treatment we just didn't know that uh, yeah i believe that one was also a nintendo game um yeah it's it's hard to argue this for like what it does new because the only sure. thing it really does new is the graphics and the controls are maybe a little tighter i'd have to go back and i think they did tweak the crap the controls just a bit to match that 16-bit style um mm-hmm. Maybe a good marriage between the NES control and the uh, the uh, S- the SNES, like Super Mario World control. Sure. Uh, the the so the graph. The, I, I want to say the controls got upgraded just a bit. They may have got a little, a little tighter. The visuals got upgraded. I also forgot the music also got updated, got remixed a little bit. So sixteen bit style music with a, a sixteen bit flair to the sound, and you get an extra game. Uh, that you never played before, so yeah, it. I believe it deserves to be on the list. Sure enough, uh, where would I put it though? It's definitely not going to be number one, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. 
if it was just Mario Brothers 3 by itself, well then yeah, but unfortunately it's not. This is 93 and this is this specific game. And it's it's not going to win out technically because it's got Mario 3 in it. <laughs> um, so ha- put it next to Star Fox. I think this is the first fight I'd like to yeah, hear you discuss. That, 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 that's where I'm looking at it at. I'm looking at Star Fox. And uh, genuinely, that's a tough one. Because I, I, I would want to go back and play both of them. Uh, because Mario 3 is in there. And I mean, they were all good. I liked the 16-bit look of this game. I like the pseudo remastering they did for this game. Uh, I mean, just Chris, just strictly a gut feeling, just a from the heart feeling. I would probably, I would probably put Mario All Stars above Star Fox. Okay. Um, it's it, it's kind of it's kind of getting crippled a bit because Star Fox has you know fifteen sixteen levels. Somebody's gonna correct me. There's probably thirty seven. Who knows? <laughs> but Mario All Stars has four separate games in them. Uh, one of which is very expansive. As uh, one of my favorite games of all time. And yeah, I I would see myself. I would see myself going back to Star Fox sixty four long before I went back to Star Fox the original, but. Between Mario and Star Fox, I'm probably going to go back and and trip down the memory lane of Mario All-Stars. Yeah, and I think the lost levels, you know, being the new part is kind of the um, draw as well there. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it sucks that the the last one was in 94 because that's, you got a Mario just fucking smorgasbord. You got these four games and Mario World in the same cart. And that's that's just too much Mario to handle. (laughs) But we're just talking about the 93 version. Now... As far as that and Dark Wizard, mm, the way that you tout Dark Wizard, I, I guess I'd have no choice but to leave it where it is. <laughs> yeah, I think my thing is, is I'm, and we'll talk about this once we get into the later years, but remasters or remakes or re-releases, they're going to have to fight hard. Yeah. Um yeah. And the only reason I would, e- the only thing keeping me from saying all stars would be disqualified from the list in general is just because of lost levels. Yeah. If that wasn't there, I, I, uh, I don't know if I'd even want it on the list. But because I'd lost yeah. levels and it was an upgrade, to be fair, um, and back then it was a respectable upgrade. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with and it I- being above Star Fox, but below Dark Wizard for me. I agree. Uh- Good point you brought up with the, uh, you know, remakes and remasters. I like a, a one that comes to mind and it very, right off the bat is uh, like Resident Evil, the remake for the GameCube. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a complete fucking overhaul of the game. You know, that is Resident Evil, but that's a whole new game. So that has a good chance of winning. But a game that's just, it's just the same game, but we did a facelift. It went from 720 to 1080. Now, I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, I'm looking at you, Shadow of the Colossus remake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you came out in 2017, and you were a damn good remake or remaster, but I know some 2017 games are going to go, oh, really? You want to fight mm-hmm. me? <laughs> but that's years down the road, Chris. we got yeah. a ways to go. Um, 
Yeah, again, it's uh, I love Mario Nintendo as a whole, and I definitely think Mario is is way up the echelon when it comes to my picks and games. But I can totally understand and and just genuinely respect your passion for putting Dark Wizard so far up there. I'm willing to leave Mario All Stars below that. That's fine. That's that's that's, that's it's cool with me. All right. Um. Uh, <laughs> So we have, for the audience, we have three games left. They're not going to be easy. I'm going to say this loosely, and I'm really, like, my tongue is fucking rubber how loose I'm saying this. But let me That's pick an easy one for the next one. Let's, okay. let's, let's go with Secret of Mana. Okay. Sure. Here we go, folks. 1993 Super NES RPG. I believe this was one of my top RPGs of all time. I know it made my list. It made it pretty far up there, too. Um, so, as for now, again, this is talking about me. I'm sure there are many, many of you great audience members out there who play games like this. And this is, you know, this wasn't the first time that you got around to this. But I borrowed this game from a friend because it was, for one, primarily just because it was a Squaresoft game. And. I was, I had it understood that it was, it was an RPG in spirit. But when you tell me at that age, at that time frame that I'm playing an RPG, you know, I'm thinking of RPGs like Final Fantasy, Dragon Warrior, mm -hmm. uh, just general RPGs. You give me Secret of Mana, Secret of Mana, whatever the fuck, don't care. You give me that game and I'm walking around the world with enemies out in the world that I can physically fight and slash with a sword or a whip or uh, throw items on myself in real time. Uh, good story. This this was an RPG that just kind of kicked me from the side like, hey, you're pretty cool. You are an RPG in spirit, but you're an action RPG. And I like that. This is the first mm -hmm. one of those for me. And... Um, yeah, I love this RPG. It's good. It's 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 always going to be in my top uh, SNES games, especially in my top uh, RPG list. So, I definitely definitely think it deserves to be on this list. Now, as far as number one, mm, all right. Let me work up the list. Let's play. Let's, let's, let's play right. it fun. Let's play it funny and fair. Mortal yeah. Kombat two. Get out of here. Jurassic Park. Sonic <laughs> Spinball. Yep. Sorry. RPG is walking through this list, going, "Please move. Excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Sonic CD. Star Fox. Excuse me. Move your airship to the side. Mario All Stars. Yeah. No, thank you. Dark Wizard. Uh, was Dark Wizard an RPG, Chris? Uh, it had RPG elements. It, so it's. It, I think it says RPG as a tile-based, turn-based game could get. Um, okay. It had a story. It had a leveling system. Uh, I mean, I. Aside from being tile-based, I don't think anything that would disqualify it from being a RPG. I. Uh, this is such an impasse, man, because mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know jack about Dark Wizard, but I've played Secret of Mana two, three, four times, even the old school version. I love it. I think it's a great addition to the RPG world. 
I think the action RPG was something that Squaresoft decided they could get into, and they did it with Gusto. Now, I will I will give the slight discredits where they do. I think sometimes the hit collision in Secret of Mana was off. I'll give you that. But just the charm and the action and the story and all of it is just it's just a good go back to action RPG and I would I would put it above Dark Wizard because I can't really say anything about Dark Wizard. Yeah. So here's here's my thing. Um I didn't play the original Secret of Mana. I have mm. started playing the Steam remake, which uh did a sort of 3D overhaul to it for the uh, sprites and whatnot. Uh, so it's not really sprite-based anymore. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of a 3D overhaul. I, I talked about this before. I I have a hard time getting past the sword mechanics. Yeah, It just, it kills me. And um, I haven't went back to the game, and it's mostly because of the sword mechanics. Uh, I had nothing against the story of the game, what I uh, played of it. Um, I believe where I left off was the uh, the third character you get their uh, home area. Yeah, the forest with the seasonal paths and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I was at. So I don't know how much through the game that is, uh, but that's kind of where I left off. And I just I got so frustrated with the sword mechanics and. Uh, I don't, I don't know if it's just me and, uh, other games I'm playing that have caused this, but it felt very underwhelming. Um, I didn't feel any satisfaction from hitting enemies with a sword. I was like, is it more, oh great, here, let me hack at it for an hour. That's exaggerating, you know, let me hit it 10 times to kill it instead of, you know, even though I just upgraded I'm still not doing much. Uh, Could you... Uh, is the charge mechanic still in that game? Yes. Okay. And that's because what that was, killed it for me. That was another progression thing. We'll see. I, I actually like that. Because yeah. I would like, you know, going to an enemy and it taking four, five, six swipes. And then I would upgrade. And I could charge my sword one time and then whack! Or one, two hit and, or, and then charge and whack. And I don't know what the... Uh, I haven't played the remake the remaster, mm-hmm. whatever. So I can't, the feedback from hitting enemies in the SNES version was always good for me. They would, they would explode. They would like make a clap and they would disappear. It mm-hmm. just felt, uh, it felt very, it felt very real and very visceral. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, I also kind of have a dislike, um, in general, it depends on the game, of course, but in general, I'm not a huge fan of seeing enemies on the map. Um, that's one of the reasons, main reasons I give the Lunar, uh, PlayStation remake, uh, Silver Star Story Complete so much hate because enemies should not be on the map in that game. They weren't in the original. There's nothing wrong with that. Putting on the map just, uh, messed up the flow of the game. Uh, it flows so much better when there were true random battles. Uh, there weren't a limited number on a screen. Uh, and it just, felt more like an RPG, especially back then, you know? Uh, so yeah, I'm, I, I'm going to be tough on secret of mana based on the remake. Uh, I honestly wish I knew what exactly changed. So I knew what to, you know, count and not count. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't see a lot of issues that I 
haven't been told by you or, you know, by uh, Adam when we were talking about that wasn't already there. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, it's really hard for you to take know. this game in 1993 because you didn't play it in 93. Yeah. I mean, neither did I, but still. Yeah. Um, this is an actual end of time cast impasse right here because <laughs> maybe not my top 15, but Mana mm-hmm. has always made it up, up, up the list from my RPGs. Yeah. Um, I, I acknowledge it as a classic and you know, it's a, uh, like I said, the story, what I played was good. Um, it just has mechanical issues for me. I, I'll tell you this much, even if it was to pass dark wizard, I don't think it would pass Kirby's adventure. I don't know that mm-hmm. just that statement alone makes people go, <laughs> what? But, uh, the, the genuine thrill and just <laughs> fun I get out of Kirby's <laughs> adventure. I get a different type of fun out of secret of mana. Yeah. Um, uh, <sighs> with that being said if I'm not willing to put up enough fight for mana to go above Kirby's adventure I think I would I will secede and let it be below Dark Wizard if you genuinely feel Dark Wizard is that good and that mm-hmm. that awesome I get it I can do that yeah alright um, and I know that. Uh, let me just just elaborate more on that for the audience too. That's uh, that's saying a lot because I do love Secret of Mana. I love the action RPG sense of it. It as far as it goes with Kirby though, uh, there's just so many multiple levels to Kirby, and I've it's I, I don't know. It's really hard to put in the words the 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 secret areas you can unlock the the mini battles it just seems like there's so much there there's much more like fun and jovialness and and, and confetti and just it just seems much more fun mana is an action rpg that i do have to kind of knuckle down and get serious with i have to get i have to get i've knuckled down and get serious sometimes in Kirby's adventure too because they do have you know with a lot of the secret areas you have to unlock you have to do some some you know some pretty well-timed maneuvering and all that but if if I had these two side by side, it would not be an easy conversation with myself. But I think I would. I at the end of the day, I, I'm I'm just thinking about picking up Kirby again. Yeah, uh, I would play Secret of Mana hands down, no problem. But I think if I'm just hey, pick one of the two, I'd I'd pick Kirby. Uh, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd I'd go all the way through that entire, you know, seven eight level with eight or nine worlds. I'd I'd do all that all over again. So. Yeah. Uh, no, no disrespect, Mana. You heard Chris talk, man. Apparently, Dark Wizard is something fucking else. So uh, I've, I've got to respect that, and I, and I will. I'm cool with that. But Chris, you get to pick the next game. All right. Um, hmm. Let's go with Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening goes top of the list. I saw uh, that coming. <laughs> I mean, again, let's go from the bottom, folks. Mortal Kombat 2, Jurassic Park, Sonic uh-huh. Spinballs, Star Fox, Mario, Secret of Mana, Dark Wizard. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. This is a Game Boy title, folks. Uh, mm-hmm. This is one of this is probably one of the top three are uh zelda games of all time right here 
It has the same formula you know, but even in smaller form. It has level, it has dungeon crawlings, uh, unique weapons, unique items, uh, a wide variety of different enemies, a new cast of, of characters to go through, its own little unique, somewhat dark story, a great ending, great music, graphics are, are fucking solid for what they are on the Game Boy, and it is a solid, a rock-solid Legend of Zelda game. Uh, the Spirit Tracks, you know, this is not... Uh, uh, not even Skyward Sword, you know, because Skyward Sword apparently has an up-down review scale. This is not Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I, I promise you from my opinion, it's Ocarina of Time, Link's Awakening, Link to the Past, Breath of the Wild. That's your four right there. And it's definitely one of them. Uh, I would go back to Legend of Zelda over Kirby, Secret of Mana, and a Heartbeat. Uh, it's such such a well, such a tight game, such a tight Zelda game. And again, it was on the Game Boy. So, yeah, that's kind of easy for me. <laughs> it's interesting, you know, for a Game Boy game at this point in time to be the top of the list. Yeah, um, this, this is something that I've debated about. I've thought about this recently, too, Chris. Is mm-hmm. So many older games that have stood the test of time. You know, mm-hmm. this is something that I'm hoping this is going to be interesting, Chris, for you and I, you know, on our 700th episode to go, man, you remember, Chris, like a decade ago, we played Persona 5. Yeah, man, that fucking game holds up today, don't it? Yeah, I, <laughs> I hope I hope and I pray that those games do, because when I look back at like Super Mario Brothers 3, when I look back at Super Mario World, when I look at Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, when I look back at these arguably older games Link's Awakening, yeah, fuck yeah, I'd play it right now. I guarantee you, I still have fun with it. They, they, they are timeless. That is like a goal that every company should be trying to do. Like, I want to yeah. fuck making Call of Duty Modern Warfare Seven. Make something that somebody's gonna play ten years from now and go, man, it still got it, still yeah. got it. And this is one of them. this is a pillar of time right here. Yeah, and just a little. Small tangent on that side, on that topic. I mean, it all comes down to the art style. You know, yeah. when you're going for photorealism, it's going to not hold up when there's a new, better photorealism thing. You know, yeah. when you're doing sprites, they're sprites. They mm-hmm. look the same no matter what. Playing on a better hardware isn't going to make it look any worse. It may yep. m- make it look better. If that, it may just look the same, you know. When mm-hmm. you look at a style like Persona 5, I mean, that's a really good example. I think it will hold up because it yep. wasn't photorealism. It was cartoony, you know, anime style, mm-hmm. if you will. And that, generally speaking, holds up over time. I mean, for anything, if I look back at any anime, you know, looking at older ones, <laughs> they look pretty much the same as newer animes in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. you know. And Persona 5 is a game that will certainly hold up because it had a good art choice. Yep. Yep, I agree. But All yeah. that being said, um, I wish I had a better experience with Link's Awakening. Um, I talked about this. I got stuck on it. Uh, I was younger than you were playing it. Uh, this might be one I just, you know, load up on emulator because I'm sure my cartridge doesn't work anymore yeah. and give it a try, you know, see mm-hmm. if I, uh, older me, uh, not as dumb me can make it through and actually enjoy the game. Yeah. Um, 
it, it's hard to argue against a Zelda game. Um, yeah. At least back then. Uh, and it is, so, yeah. I, I, I'm trying my best not to just fanboy out about this game. It's, it, 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 if you look at this game from the design aspect, from, mm-hmm. again, what they were, what they had to work with, with the graphics and the music, they, they, they fucking spun magic with this game. And yeah. they, they looked at you and said, Hey, do you remember Link to the Past? Did you like the feeling? Not, not necessarily the same story, but did you like the feeling you got from playing that game? Here it is for you. Half the graphics, half the capability, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they made it work. They made it work so good. You have all the shit that you know and love from the Zelda titles. You've got going from one dungeon to the other, finding unique weapons to use against in the terrain and the bosses. You got items to help you upgrade weapons and and just so on and so forth. Those those staples of Zelda are in there and done so good. It's such a good story. Uh yeah. It's yeah. it's a it's a, it's a pillar. It is. I can accept that. So our list stands right now with only one game left to talk about. We got Mortal Kombat 2, Jurassic Park for the sake of Genesis, Sonic Spinball, Sonic CD, Star Fox, Super Mario All-Stars, Secret of Mana, Dark Wizard, Kirby's Adventure, and at the top so far is Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I didn't plan it this way, but I, have to, <laughs> I get to announce the last game on the list. And it goes straight to the bottom. <sighs> Mega, Man, <laughs> Mega Man X for the Super Nintendo. This is a very tough one. Mm-hmm. This is a very, very, very tough one, Chris. This is probably one of the hardest ones we've had so far on this show. Um, because honestly, it'd be a good fight between Kirby's Adventure, but Mega Man X would Mega Man X would win out over Kirby's Adventure. Uh, for me, Kirby would put up a damn good fight because they would match each other beat for beat at some point. You know, hey, I've got lots of levels. Yeah, so do I. Uh, I've got secret hidden stuff. Yeah, so do I. I've got unique uh, weapons. Yeah, me too. I've got. I, I can. I can take enemies' abilities and use them. Yeah, so can I. Uh, a change from the previous. Yeah, the change going up from six to X and the Kirby in a, a Dreamland to Adventure. Mm-hmm. They both scaled up, but uh, just the Mega Man in me just goes, "Hey, it's round seven, Kirby. You're, you're tapping out, buddy. You're <laughs> tapping out. You put up a good fight, Kirby, but no, it's just not going to happen." Um, where do you put X on this list before I make this fight happen? Um, this is a kind of tough one for me. I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of Mega Man X played, mm-hmm. um, so I know a fair bit about it. I've watched speedruns of it and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm not good at Mega Man games. I never have been. Uh, I enjoy them for a little bit and then I get frustrated and turn them off. Yeah. Uh, but I never played X. Uh, mm. So it's it's tough. Um, but I, I do... I can... Go ahead, go ahead. I, I do recognize, you know, the things that it did for the franchise as a whole, the changes with the, you know, talking about going from 6 to X. It is a... While being the same type of game, it is a different game, if you will. Yeah. Uh, it mechanically, fundamentally changes in ways while keeping that Mega Man tradition, if you will. Yeah. Um, so yes, I can tell you now, not, not only from a Mega Man fan's perspective, but from a world look 
I think I would find very few that would that would argue this. And even if they did, it, it would be an intelligent argument. Mega Man X is probably arguably the best Mega Man game ever, period. Uh, I know a lot of people love Legends, but Legends is a different type of Mega Man game. Uh, I know mm-hmm. some of the, like X4, I love X4. It's funny how most, like X4 and X4 are my favorite games. It's weird how that worked <laughs> out. Uh, the Zero games, another example. They are very solid games. They're very tight. They have a, they have a solid difficulty, but they're just a different type. X is like if you're out there, Chris, in the world and you have a fucking TV and a Super Nintendo in your hand and you go, hey, random fucking John Smith, do you know anything about video games? Yeah, I played Mario. Boom. Here's Mega Man X. The best Mega Man game in the world. Play it. He'll probably enjoy it. It's that kind of level. The way the game was designed to teach you from the intro level of the game. And then so on. The, just, just imagining somebody, imagining me as a kid finding like these hidden armor pieces and being like, what the fuck is this? And, oh, I can charge my buster? I can charge my weapons? What? Uh, yeah. The start of the whole X storyline, which is, you know, it's give or take for some people, but I like it. It's just, it it offered so, it, it, it brought so much to the table. It's not just the fact that it upgraded Mega Man and brought so much more Mega Man to the table. It's the fact that it did a, it, it, it did a, such a good and tight job of teaching you how to play this game if you never played it. And then just the fluid of going through the rest of the game. It's just, it's, it's, it's damn near unbeatable. Um, if I was to have my personal fight between Mega Man X and say Mega Man X Four, that's my favorite. I know a lot of people are shaking their head at that one, but whatever. <laughs> and Mega Man Four, I would have to have a roundtable discussion. Like I would have to personally internalize that because Mega Man X is that good. Um, it's a solid game. I mean, on that precedence alone, it's safe to say it's a great game, even if you haven't played it. Yeah. Um. The real fight. I mean, honestly, I, I know it's, it's, I feel like this list now falls on me. <laughs> <laughs> but the real fight genuinely is between Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening and Mega Man X. Chris, is, this is one of the first times that I that I'm meaning this for real. Back in the day, when me and you just when we decided to well, when we had talked about making this list and go, why all these things were important, I told you there were going to be some fights. <laughs> yeah. There were going to be some not easy fights, and I'm not. Even, I'm not trying to drag this out, audience. I promise you, I'm not. It's just this is genuinely difficult. Um, All right. So here's my thought: is for me, I would put Link's Awakening above X. Um, and honestly, for me personally, even though I haven't played, I'd probably put Kirby's Adventure over it because mm-hmm. just because it sounds like a more fun game to me. Um, I understand your arguments though, why you would edge out X. So I'm okay either way. Um, but personally I would put Link's Awakening above it. Yeah. All right. Argue with yourself. Yeah, for real. Right. (laughs) Um, I have played Link's Awakening and again, I'm not saying these are all the staple reasons why I'm going to go one way or the other. Just, just laying out some facts about life from old mm-hmm. me. Uh, I've played Link's Awakening probably three or four times in my life, uh, especially when I was a young, young kid. Like this is this is a very early Game Boy game that 
was in the budding years of my gaming love. So it has a very, it has a very special place. Mega Man X, believe it or not, folks, believe it or not, because I played this game in 93 or 94 back when the internet wasn't really a thing. I didn't really see, I did not have a Nintendo Power subscription. I was basically, like, I thought, of, I think about this so many times in my life. I was so blind to Mega Man X, it's unreal. I should not have been, uh, given that I loved Mega Man so much, but honestly, mm-hmm. the fondness and like to the core love for Mega Man really didn't come to my teenage, late teenage years when I just decided like, all right, it's you. I'm marrying me. I'm marrying you, Mega Man. You're going to be the one forever. Uh, I had Mega Man. I owned Mega Man four, five, and six. And Mega Man X was on a shelf at a video game rental store my grand- when I went to visit my grandmother. And I was like, well, yeah, I like the Mega Man games. Let's try this game out. And it blew my little fucking mind <laughs> how better this was. The music, the tight controls, the, the everything I've already said. Like, this game was a surprise to me. I did not pick up X going, oh, I read this article. This is going to be so much better. Look at the, the pictures and the graphics. Mm-hmm. look so cool in this GamePro magazine. I literally saw this on a shelf and went, yeah. Well, of course, it blew my mind. Uh, I played through Mega Man X probably 10, 15 times. Mega Man's users are going to win out for me because they just they just normally do. Um, both of these games have special places in my heart. They're both awesome. They are both testaments to these games. Um, oh, fuck, this is not this is genuinely not easy. <laughs> this is genuinely not easy. Uh, I think (laughs) I feel I'm going to put Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening above Mega Man X. Okay. I, 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 I'm, I, I feel dirty about it, but I feel more, I feel the most (laughs) comfortable in doing that. Sure. Um, I can replay both of these folks. They're, these two are so equal on their own categories, it's unfunny. The difference between the two is I can go through Mega Man X and probably me, okay, not a speedrunner. I could probably go through Mega Man X in about an hour and a half to two hours. Maybe even less. Mm. Who the fuck knows? I never time myself. Legend of Zelda, there's lots of dungeons. There's lots of extra things to do. There's lots of extra content for me to go in and find. Uh, and I'd probably have to rediscover a lot of them, which I don't really have to do in Mega Man X. I have Mega Man X blindfolded, and I'm not saying that's the best argument in the world. I don't really have the best argument right here, okay? Um, but I feel, I, I, I feel like Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening, if this is a list, it's, it's 99, and Mega Man X is like 98.7. It just, it just squeaks it out. Um, and you, yeah, you already said you'd, you'd be comfortable putting it above it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is Michael's fucking game of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is a hard one. I've talked about this before, but I didn't play a lot of the old ones, you know, and, or I played remakes or, you know, whatever else it's, it's hard for me to be a judge of a lot of the games. Um, but when I enjoyed a game, I enjoyed a game. Um, like in the yeah. case of Dark Wizard, I knew it wouldn't get number one for this year. Um, I was ecstatic that Lunar uh, got, I think it was last year. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I was like, you know, I, I won't, I won't, especially without Adam here to be that third voice, I won't push Dark Wizard on you too much. You know, I can, yeah. I can see these other games. And even though I, I, aside from Link's Awakening, you know, I didn't play the top three <laughs> and Link's yeah. Awakening wasn't a lot. Um, I can still understand why they're where they are and I can respect that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and you know, I didn't even look, even when I made, even when I consolidated these lists, I knew as I was marking them over, I was like, oh yeah, we got some fighters today. It didn't dawn on me until we got here exactly how difficult that was going to be. <laughs> that, that physically hurts, man. It really does. Um, again, and we've said this before, we said this about, uh, even when we do our own top list, folks, all these games are playable. You know, these are definitely, this is it. We take an entire year and these are the cream of the crop. It's just, we just specifically crown one game as saying, this is the one. But if you go back and you play Kirby's Adventure, you're going to like it. I'm sure if you go back and play Dark Wizard, you're going to find something you love about that game. Same thing for Sonic Spinball. Yeah. But the end of time cast has came together and decreed the game of the year of 93. Starting from the bottom of the list, we got Mortal Kombat 2. Jurassic Park for the Sega Genesis, Sonic Spinball, Sonic CD, Star Fox above that, Super Mario All-Stars above that, Secret of Mana, Dark Wizard, Kirby's Adventure, Mega Man X, and the End of Time cast game of the year for 1993 is The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Woo! Yep. That's going to wrap this one up, folks. I just (laughs) don't have it. I don't have it. I'm spent. Uh, what games in 1993 did we not talk about on the review episode or ones that we did? And you say, no, stop, hold the phone. You guys should have put this in there. We, we, we tolerate all kind of discussion. Trust me. We love to hear it. We'd love to engage with you as well. Um, we love to know what you think about the list. Like, was this list easy for you hearing it? Uh, if you had to do it on your own, what would you put? Would, did, did Jurassic Park make number one for you for whatever reason? There, you know, it's it's all personal. Make your own top list and see where you end up on on top. I guarantee, somewhere in one of these years, you're you're gonna have a struggle like I have, and like we have had. Um, what about anything we discussed about on the news today? Uh, what do you think about Negan in <laughs> Tekken Seven? Uh, what about No Man's Sky? Did you take Chris's advice and go out and drop that half price and go get the game? What What are your thoughts on it now that all the smoke has kind of settled for the game? Uh, and anything in general you'd like to talk about, we'd love to hear any and all feedback from our audience. And again, I say early, we're, you know, we're in the fifties, uh, now, but still in this early phase, you're pretty much guaranteed to get your email, uh, read and discussed on the show for sure. Uh, there are many ways you can do that. Uh, the most primary reason, the most primary method so far is, uh, 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 well, not primary. One of the main ones because of the way we advertise the episodes is uh, Facebook. You can just go to Facebook and search End of Time Cast. It'll take you to our page. That's usually where our episodes get announced. You can leave something on our wall, send us a private message, whatever. You know, we'll hear from you. We have an email that's uh, endoftimecast at gmail.com. It's endoftimecast at gmail.com. No funny uh, numbers in there. Just spell it as you heard it. We also we still have the Twitter page. It still is there. It gets updated with the episodes, and you can send us a tweet. However you choose to get a hold of us for any discussion on anything we talk about, anything you want to talk about, we'd love to hear feedback from you. Um, 
Whew. Yeah. <laughs> this this was I I I asked for this. This this is me. Yep. <laughs> so, all right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the episode, and we'll catch you next time. And until then, I'm Michael. I'm Chris. Good night, everybody. Bye.